Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Yes, I am back. Yes, I did miss last week, but it is A-OK. I'm excited to be back. What's going on, K-Walk and Jay? All is well, all is well. Welcome back. Great. Looking forward to another great one. Yeah, man, we got the Super Bowl this week, so a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I'm excited. It's going to be a fun show. Absolutely, absolutely. We're probably going to open up with some NBA talk because it is time for NBA to finally officially take off since the NFL is winding down. College football is very, we really very get into the meat of college football as well with March Madness soon arising. My goodness, this time it is. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, and the weather's getting a little bit better so far, so we'll see what, what happens. You know, our days are longer now. Our let days are here. longer. Let it be here. It might turn around <laughs> on us. If we talk, it might turn around on us if we talk about it. Let well, it look, that Pennsylvania <laughs> groundhog says you're getting the early spring. I, hear that, I know it's, I know it's crap, it. but hey, right. you know, you know, you from the PA area, we going to take it for what we well, get. We almost <laughs> degrees Saturday. We're supposed to be almost 60 degrees here. I know yes. it's going to be 60 there. We're That's not talking rough. to Jay because Jay, Jay get that all year around. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, all right it was, here right now. It's not bad at all. So it was a it was local nice in Georgia today. when I went though. I, I don't know if I like that one. <laughs> I brought the cold with me. All right, guys, let's get let's get started. Before we get started though, for those who are watching, we just want to ask you to please like, subscribe, um, and share the YouTube channel at the Sideline Speaks. We're also on Twitter at Sideline Speaks and anywhere you can listen to <clears throat> your podcast, The Sideline Speaks. It is our time to talk now every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Now let's get started with the NFL, not the Super Bowl. We do know the Super Bowl is coming. I know K-Walk is like, yes, let's go. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about a couple coaches that did not get hired. Um, and who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Bill Belichick and Mike Babel. First, I guess we'll talk about Belichick, Bill Belichick. I just want to know, why do you guys think Bill Belichick was not hired? Actually, I, I don't really think there's any more jobs left. The last job was the commanders, and they literally just hired their head coach. So. Yeah. Why did you literally think they did not get, he didn't get hired? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. Yeah, Britt, I, I think it's a combination of things. Um, number one, I mean, obviously he hasn't been great the last couple of years. The Patriots have been a disaster, you know, ever since Tom Brady left. Number two, I think maybe some of his stubbornness and, and you know, wanting to do everything his way probably got in the way with some of the ownership. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the biggest reason, I, I just think a lot of these owners and GMs are moving younger in terms of their head coaches. We've been seeing it across the league a lot. They're hiring some younger, innovative guys. And I, I just think that is the trend that's happening right now in the NFL. So I do think maybe his age worked against him a little bit. And then also, I don't know, like if I'm a rebuilding franchise, right, do I really want to bring in Bill Belichick? Because I just don't know how much longer he's going to be available. Is he going to coach two, three more years? And then am I right back in the situation again trying to find another head coach? So I get why teams are going for the younger guys that they feel like can can be around for a while if they're successful. So I think all those factors worked against Belichick uh, in this hiring process. 
Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you, Jay. I do. I, I, he, he, he wants too much control, and I think that was an issue for a lot of teams, especially, like you said, a lot of the rebuilding teams. Uh, but I think one of the biggest factors, I know he's considered to be the greatest coach in the history of the NFL. A lot of people consider him to, to be that because of his six Super Bowl rings. I think GMs are a little bit nervous, or ownerships, uh, front office are a little bit ner nervous that he hasn't won anything without Tom Brady. I've said this before. He hasn't proven anything without Tom Brady. So I think a lot of teams are looking at it from the standpoint of outside of your defense, what can you do for us to ensure the success of our football team when the GOAT of quarterbacks, you know, at least during my lifetime, because um, I know you had John Montana, John Montana and so and all those before him, but during my lifetime, Tom Brady is the gold of all quarterbacks. Outside of him, what have you accomplished? You haven't accomplished anything. You haven't proven anything. You know, I still think that people feel like he could be a defensive coordinator, a top-tier defensive coordinator. But let's be real. With his resume, he's not going for that. Um, and honestly, I don't think he should have to go for that. I do think maybe he should be a head coach. But like Jay alluded to earlier, a lot of these front offers, they want to go younger. They want to be more innovative. They want it, you know, exciting. It's all about the offense now. And I just don't know how much he could contribute to that at this day and age. And especially without the goat of, again, my, during my lifetime of Tom Brady. I, I, and I think it's going to be a big issue and it has shown that thus far. And no, let's just make it very clear. The Eagles are not hiring Bill Belichick as their head coach. It was a rumor out there that that was going to happen maybe next year. No. Jeffrey Lurie, no. I'm not going to curse. Okay, well, what's your thoughts are? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said, but just to uh, just to add a little something. Yeah, I, I have to say that, you know, Bill Belichick, I think he's probably got about three years left. If Even, you know, if he coached this year, he's got about three years left you know, in his career and no, no team that's in a rebuilding uh, stage is going to hire that guy. You know, we talked about the commanders, you know, there was rumors, uh, you know, about the Eagles, there was rumors about the Cowboys, but Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick, he's just, uh, and some of these, these alpha male, some of these owners like mm -hmm. a Jerry Jones won't give him the control that, you know, that he ultimately wants and how, uh, Howie Roseman as well. He's, I mean, uh, he's, he's another guy and Jeffrey Laurie, I'm referring to Howie Roseman, the GM and then Jeffrey Laurie, the, 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 uh, the, um, the, the, the owner there, they're not going to give Bill Belichick, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, uh, you know, that type of clout going in there. And, um, and he's not going to be a part of a rebuilding stage uh, by, by any stretch. So, and again, as I stated before, these teams, you're starting to see it's a copycat league. So once you start seeing these coaches go the younger route, and they get younger and younger yeah. every year, man, uh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, he's definitely, in, in this sense, he's a dinosaur, uh, and, and and he's not a part of anyone's rebuilding stage. I, again, I say three years. It might be, you know, more for Bill Belichick if it's the right situation. But I just don't think that um, you know he's going to fit anyone's uh, in any, anyone's future plans right now, and I just think I don't think he can I don't think he can adapt to to the new age uh, right now. Right. To be perfectly honest with you, and you and you guys had mentioned um, uh, you guys had mentioned Tom Brady and, and the Belichick. Who was more important to that or that dynasty at that time? Was it Bill? Was it Belichick? I mean, was it Brady? Was it Belichick? 
we all know the answer to that now, don't we? So, uh, but but yeah, I, I definitely think it is. You're starting to see these these coaches getting younger and younger, each mm-hmm. and every position, even OCs and and and, and defensive coordinators a, as well. So and that's just basically what it is. It's a young man's, you know, it's a young man's sport. And you know, whether you be a player in this case, whether you be a coach as well. So that's right. what it's about. Hey, yeah, well, I think you did. Yeah, I just think that point about innovating is important, right? Because Belichick feels like a guy who's stuck in his ways. Like maybe that that's not true, but that's certainly what he feels like. And is he willing to do things differently? Like the game changes over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the game it's not the same game as it was in the early two thousands. So, is he willing to run a different offense, do some things differently defensively, treat the players a little bit differently? Yeah. Like all of those things change and it just feels like that he wants to do it the Patriot way or the Belichick way. Belichick, and I, I just don't know if that's going to fly in today's NFL. Look at Jay trying to just steal my whole thought process there. Jay, I agree with everything you just said. Like I just said, I was going to say the exact same thing. Um, I know a lot of people are maybe watching us, um, listening to us on through the podcast. I'm sorry, through uh, uh, yeah, the podcast. Um, Andy Reid was able to adapt. You know, he's been able to change his offense over time. I mean, granted, he's probably more of an offensive coach than a Bill Belichick is, but that's when Bill Belichick had to say, okay, if I'm not the offensive guy, I know I'm the defensive guy, at least let me get in and bring in a young, more innovative offensive coordinator, and I can trust him to take control of the offense. And I think that's been one of his major issues. He, I don't know if he really trusts anybody outside of himself, to be honest with you, and maybe – you know, outside of him being stubborn and just wanting so much control, I think uh, um, maybe that trust factor is another big issue. And that right now is proven to hurt him more than help him. So, but we'll see what happens uh, uh, next year to see if he catches on to a team because we know there's going to be a head coach that's going to get fired. He's going to have another opportunity, although he's, I think he's in his 70s now. Um, so he'll have, I, I, I think he'll be able to have one more chance to pr- prove himself. So, but in the meantime, I keep hearing he's going to be on TV. I don't know how true that's going to be. He might just take the year off. We'll see. I, I know he K-Walk. Seem, not- <laughs> he might be a great TV guy to me, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. <laughs> Look, I thought Tony Romo wasn't going to be a great TV guy, and I actually yeah. appreciate him on TV, believe it or not. So, um, But what about Talking Mike Baber? <laughs> Inside joke, <laughs> <laughs> what about Mike Vabel, guys? I know. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to tell them where that cut came from. Please do, uh, bro. I, I wanna I wanna meet him, man. I wanna meet him. <laughs> I, we'll tell him we'll tell the entire audience later. Uh what about Mike Vabel? What are your thoughts on Mike Vabel? Because I don't know. He, he's a little younger. I think he's only in his 40s. Um, I think he's more of a defensive guy, I believe. Yeah. Um, K-Walk, what are your thoughts? Why do you think he didn't get hired? Yeah, that's a great question, but I, I don't know why he didn't get hired because I thought he, at first I was surprised that he got fired, to be honest with yeah. you. I thought, you know, if, if you gave him a little bit more time, you know, he would have been able to work that situation out. I know he had, what, three quarterbacks in, in, in that room that arguably could have been starters uh, there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I'm surprised that he doesn't have a, a defensive gig somewhere. He doesn't have 
the the Patriots gig um, either. I thought he would be a shoe in for that because, you know, a former Patriot, you know, they're winning Super Bowls there, being a great defensive mind there. And everything that he did with the, uh, you know, with the Titans, I'm just surprised he's he's not. So to answer the question, Britt, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know why, because he's still a young coach. And I know right. we talked about young coaches and talked about, you know, Belichick's and, and, and the Pete Carroll's. We didn't mention Pete Carroll, but, you know, he's one of the guys who's out of there who's up there in age. But yeah, it's mind-boggling to me why uh, Mike Brable, Brable doesn't have a um, a job anywhere, especially with all of these defensive coordinator um, positions still being available or were available, I should say. You know, I think Seattle would have been a good fit there. Um, you know, you know, even the Patriots, the Patriots. You know, with you know, even with Mayo being hired there, you know, I thought that would be a, a great fit. Maybe it was too many defensive guys, too many defensive guys in that pot in your hands and too many defensive hands in that pot if you will so um yeah it's mine but i really don't have a a real answer for you to be honest with you but other than i'm surprised i'm very surprised that he doesn't at least have a defensive coordinator uh, gig uh right now yeah okay i was a little shocked too um look i understand if a team wants to maybe take things in a different direction but everything that happened with the titans i really don't think it was uh, mike babel's fault whatsoever I mean, you had an incompetent GM that decided to trade the best wide receiver. Um, you still decided to keep Ryan Tannehill. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't think Ryan Tannehill was that great of a quarterback whatsoever. But he was still able to somehow, for at least for a couple of years there, couple of years, couple of years as the head coach there, uh, make them into somewhat of a playoff team or close to a playoff yeah. team. You know, when you look at the team, like I said, you traded AJ Brown and then you went and drafted. I even forgot the young man's name, the receiver they drafted last year, or was it last year? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, I, I, I even forgot his. Yeah, I forgot his name because he got hurt. He's supposed to be this this young, talented, raw prospect. What happened to him? It things didn't work out. You know, Derrick Henry, he may or may not come in, but Derrick Henry is aging. They never had the best offensive line at all. Um, the defense was okay. You know, it, it was somewhat okay there, but I just think they should have gave him another opportunity with better skill players um, and maybe more, you know, or more proven, I should say, skill players and maybe in free mm-hmm. agency and then go get some quality draft picks. I think that was the biggest thing. Um, that receiver they drafted last year, again, I'm going to have to pull up his name because I cannot remember his name to save my life. Um I think he got drafted a little too high. I think they was trying to find someone just like A.J. Brown, and it bit him in the butt, basically. Um, so I don't think they sh- should have got rid of him. you know. But I'm not going to knock the guy, guy that they just hired now. You know, Kudos to him. But I think Mike Babel, he deserves to be a head coach somewhere, at least a defensive <laughs> coordinator somewhere. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's still time. I know a couple teams are still looking for at least a D.C., but we'll see what happens with that one. But, Jay, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he's a good coach. I think good coaches are hard <clears throat> to come by. I was surprised that he was let go, surprised that someone else didn't give him an opportunity. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see like, if next year I, – I, I would imagine he would be probably on someone's mm-hmm. short list for next year. Uh, but I think the interesting thing is does he want to be a defensive coordinator? Right now that he's kind of got that taste of being a head coach, would he rather sit out a year and try to come back or does he want to kind of stay in it and coordinate for somebody? But no, like you guys, I was surprised. I think he's a good coach. And uh, I I don't think, you know, that Tennessee situation was a great one. So I feel like he got a bit of a raw deal there. 
Right. I I agree. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, good luck to Tennessee. I don't really care about them, though. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right. I care, I care uh, about one team. Okay. Uh, I said, is there yeah. anyone on the teams? Right? I don't care. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I do care about two. One is my team. The other one, I just can't stand to save my life. And I think we all know what team that is. And somehow Jay wanted to be rooting for that team all of a sudden. Um, hopefully that changes next year so I don't have a headache every Why they're America's <laughs> team, ladies and gentlemen. That's is exactly why they're America's team. The team one star game. rating. Um, <laughs> America's team that can't get past the first <laughs> round every year. Uh, <laughs> um all right, guys, let's let's switch gears. I want to talk about the NBA trade trade deadline that's fast approaching. Before we get there, I do want to say anyone who is watching this right now, those who are going to watch us maybe later, because remember, we are on YouTube, so make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Also, share it. Just saying, share it. Share it. Help us out. Have say fun with this. Say what's on your chest uh, while we're on air. While we're on right, air, say it right. Yeah, I know. I'm, saying, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about our listeners who got something to say about this, but you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that one later, K Walk. All right. Hey, Britt, we do we do have a comment. We do have a comment if you want to post that up, Britt, uh, when we were talking about uh, Tom Brady and, and Belichick. Yes, it is Harlem Born 746. Thank you for commenting. Of course, we're gonna always shout. Anyone who comments, we're going to shout you out. If you ask us a question right here live on air, we're going to do our best to answer the question right during our show. It says, Appreciate Brady may be board. the GOAT, but Eli beat him twice. Okay, hold on. Now we got to talk about it. Now we got to talk about it. Eli's first ballot because of that. Did y'all, so, did y'all see Eli in that? Um, he was in that. Yeah. I guess it was some kind of like. Well, it wasn't really a rap battle, was rap it? Rap battle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of what That's it was it. when he kind of dropped that yeah. line? Yeah, yeah. Eli's yeah. got more likable for me since he's retired. Yeah, me too. Yeah, since he's retired, <laughs> exactly. Great point yeah. there, Jack. Yeah, keep Thank you, Harlem Born Seven Four Six. Because you know what, I'm gonna add this Appreciate topic you. on right now, right here. Great. We're gonna change my topic Appreciate list a little you. bit. Um, yes, we appreciate it absolutely. We're gonna talk about it. Because a lot of people think this, you know, yeah, they say Brady may be the GOAT, but is he really? Because Eli did beat him twice. What are y'all thoughts on this? This is, has been a big conversation. I, it might have been ever since Eli dropped that that rhyme, which I'm not going to lie. He, he drops a little couple bars there. Surprise me. I think he's a better rapper than he was a quarterback. Oh, did I drop a bar? Wow. Maybe I did. Wow. I don't know. But that's just me. Look, I could be talking as a rival fan, but hey, we never know. Oh, bars. I'm just kidding. But K-Walk, what, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Got some excitement on this show. I love the excitement on this show. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree with uh, with Harlem. Uh, what's his Harlem World was the name? I don't want to mess Harlem this up. Born, seven, four, oh, four, 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 excuse six. me, brother. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I agree, man. I, 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 you know, I don't, I'm still going to consider Tom Brady the GOAT, uh, without question because he still has seven rings. I mean, he's done it with the you know, the Patriots six times, and obviously, 
you know, once with the, uh, you know, once with the uh, the Buccaneers. Um, as a 49er fan, I, you know, before I thought Joe Montana was the GOAT, but I, I really mm-hmm. think that uh, Tom Brady uh, surpassed him. I just thought that Tom Brady was just surrounded by, you know, great coaching, great talent, things of that nature. I mean, he was, and even when he went to the Bucs, but leaving the Bucs a year after the, the Patriots and winning a championship, I mean, mm-hmm. that just shows you how, you know, how much of a GOAT he is. But Eli, Eli would beat him, beat him twice. What, what, are, what are they uh, like? Six and I forget what their record is. The Patriots six and five or something like that in in the Super Bowl. You know, you, mm-hmm. you they get there every year, so you're not going to win them all. But you know, right. you got you get there, so someone's going to take you out. But you know, Eli, shout shout out to Eli, man. I, I really think those two those two wins uh, in the Super Bowl um, puts him in a, in a first ballot Hall of Fame. Well, that was before all of these. Hall of Fame shenanigans, if you will, mm-hmm. started to happen. But yeah, Eli definitely beat him twice. There's no taking that away. And I definitely think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because of that. Now, K Walks, you say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because of the Super Bowl. Does it take into account that he's a 500 quarterback at best overall? Or is it just all about the Super Bowls? Yeah, I'm I'm going with the quality over the quantity, Britt. I mean, I think anytime you win two Super Bowls, I mean uh-huh. that that says a lot. I mean, because right. you know, you got the Steelers who are at six, you got, you know, the you know, 49ers and and Cowboys and a couple other teams at, at, at and of course the Steelers and Patriots at six. So it's hard to get to the Super Bowl and, and to get to the Super Bowl, but to win them, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's even harder. So yeah, so to, to for him to get to the Super Bowl twice and win them twice, yeah, I, I think you have to take that into uh, consideration because when you look at it, you look at all the accolades that they had. You know, he probably is not on the top of the list as far as right. individual. But when that's when that Super Bowl, that Vince Lombardi Trophy is on there on your resume mm-hmm. multiple times, that speaks volumes uh, over individual awards, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give my opinion yet, Jay. What's your thoughts? <laughs> Let's see if you're a real Cowboys fan here. No, Let's look, I, I, I think your point about <laughs> Eli being 500, it, it, it's a fair point, but I, I, I'd still think like two Super Bowls in your back pocket. I, I think that trumps like some of the mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, so no, but I mean, and, and I also think this is a classic case of like quarterbacks always getting too much credit for wins and losses, right? right? Like Eli, yes, he's got those Super Bowls, but let's be honest, he was playing with a world-class defense, especially that mm-hmm. time when they beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And even Tom Brady, like, yes, he, we all know that he's great, but we saw the defense bail him out in a couple Super Bowls right. as well. So we know the quarterback always is going to get the credit. Uh, but, you know, when, when you win a Super Bowl, it, I mean, it's it's obviously a team effort. But, no, I, I think I agree with K. Walk. Eli's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But for me, Brady, Brady's definitely still the GOAT. Uh, Eli's not even sniffing that conversation. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Look, this is what I say. Look, again, you have to give credit. I agree. You got to give credit to Eli because he does have the Super Bowl um, wins. But he has some incredible catches to ensure those Super Bowl victories. And I'm going to leave it at that. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, Yes. Yes. I'm a true rival, okay, of the Giants and the Cowboys. Now, I got more respect for the Giants than I will ever have for the Cowboys, but that's another conversation. <laughs> but no, talent-wise, Eli was okay. He, he <laughs> <Say it later>. <laughs> Eli, <laughs> Eli was okay. Um, you know, like I, I just I agree with Jay. I think he had an incredible defense, and he had 
I think not one, but two incredible ch- catches during those Super Bowl runs. And I mean, Tyree. you have to give, yeah, and, Tyree. Uh, and uh, I can't remember the other one. Manning. Manning. Yep. Mario Manning. Manningham. Yep. Manningham. <clears throat> now, that was a good throw, though. That Wasn't that the one Eli like dropped right in on the sideline? Yeah, sideline. Yeah, that was Mario Manningham. Was a good throw by Mario uh, Manningham. Yeah. yeah. But the other one was overthrown and he somehow caught it up here. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. It was, yeah. That was just nuts. And so I give it to the the skill players on that one. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's move on. Um, now I want to get back to the NBA. The NBA trade deadline is fast approaching. I believe it's in two days, if I can recall. I think it's February 8th. 8th, 8th yeah. Are there any teams that you think needs to make a trade right now in order to either make the playoffs or just to even contend for the championship? Um, K Walk, I know your Heat made a trade. They went and got um my goodness, what is what is his name? Rozier. From Charlotte. Uh, uh, uh yes, Terry Rozier. Mm-hmm. They went and got Terry Rozier. Um, it didn't start off too hot, you know, but it does take time for teams to, you know, for you to build that chemistry and 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 gel on the court. <clears throat> Do you think the Heat needs another trade, or if any other team you think would need to make a trade? Yeah, I was hoping you would go to Jay with this one first. Um, uh, yeah, I've been saying it. Even no, you could. Even though um, you know, we made the trade for Rozier. I said, you know, at that time, we still need to make a trade, or the Heat need to make a trade for a, a big man, a, a quality mm-hmm. big man, a rim protector. Because in my opinion, I, I just think that Bam is playing out of position. I just think Bam is playing a, a playing the five in a four body. I mean, he's, he's holding up well, and he, I mean, he's he's doing his his due, and that's you know getting the numbers there but i think if he played his natural position which is a four um i i think the sky's the limit if you have a, a decent five there so um i don't know what pat riley has up his sleeve but i definitely think they need a, another big man a quality big man to bring mm-hmm. in there if they can't if he's not going to be a starter maybe a first guy off the bench that's sixth or seventh man off the bench uh for sure but definitely think the heat need to make one more move there um i i think your your sixers right now need to to, to make a change uh make a, a trade mm-hmm. a brick especially with um with mb being out i know they said that it was a extended amount of time i think they just changed it to four weeks now right. um but mm-hmm. you know that's still you know you don't know right now because of that surgery and with that knee and as mm-hmm. big as he is strong as he is you know you don't know how long it's going to take to rehab that so i definitely think your sixers need to bring a quality guy in there and um also i, I the Lakers, man, I, you know what? The Lakers need to make a move too, man. I think you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, would would LeBron be traded? Are they mm-hmm. going to, you know, break this thing up, or are they going to go all in right now? I think it's on the latter part of that. I think they go. I think they bring someone in, but mm-hmm. who do they have to trade? Really, what pieces do they right. have to trade? Other than LeBron, so I think they they definitely need to make a move there and. um how they do it, I don't know. That's you know, that's up to uh, to Mitch and those guys. Um, I mean, um, we'll we'll see how that does that do that goes, I should say. But I definitely think that the uh, the the Heat, the Sixers, and the Lakers are on the top of my list as far as um, uh, teams that need to make a trade, even though the Heat already have made one. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm I'm not I'm going back and forth with the Sixers. Um, I, mm-hmm. I think it really depends on Joel Embiid's status and if he's able to return, and if the Sixers can hang on. Um, at least to try to get into the play-in tournament while he's out. So that's going to be the big question because right now they're not healthy at all. They're missing four. At one point, they was missing four of their five starters. You know how hard that is to even win a game if that's going on? 
So Tobias Harris came back. Now you're missing three of your five starters. Um, we don't know the extensiveness of this Joel Embiid injury, surgery. Um, I did see the four weeks. It said he'll be reevaluated after four weeks. It mm-hmm. could potentially be longer. Yeah. So they could potentially come back and say, you know what? They might know now, but they're only going to tell us. You know, they try to right. keep the fans and hope status so they can keep buying tickets. That's basically what it is. I'm, I'm yeah. going to tell you all the truth. Those who are watching this, I'm going <laughs> to tell you the truth. This is about money, okay? <laughs> um, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> breaking um, news, lady. Breaking news. NBA is all about the money. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. It's like, do you want to go ahead and make that trade for what are you going to get? Who who are you going to end up picking up? Yeah, you could go out and get a De- Dejounte Murray from the Hawks if you have the capital, which I think they do have the assets to trade for him. Um, they're probably going to ask maybe for at least two first and maybe a player. I'm not sure. I think he goes great with um, Maxi, But, again, are the Hawks willing to give up on him? He's in question, but you just never know. It's in two days. You don't want to go out and spend some all these assets on a big player, and Joel Embiid may not even play back, uh, come back. Right. Um, so it might be best that they just ride this year out, and if it ends the season, it ends the season. Again, this is all – based off of what's going to happen with Joe and B. If they definitely feel like he's coming back, then you go ahead and you try to make a trade so those players can gel until he could come back. Um, But I agree with you also with the LA Lakers. They need better production from the guard position in my mind. Uh, They need better shooting around AD and LeBron. Maybe, I don't know, some sort of help off the bench um, because AD and LeBron can't do it all. LeBron is aging and AD is always hurt. I don't care if he's playing what great right now, right? He's playing great right now. He's he's always hurt some way, somehow. So I like Austin Reeves. I don't know if I would be willing to trade him, um, but that might be the biggest asset that they have. I don't know how many people are interested in D'Angelo Russell, who is a hit or miss. Like he's the most inconsistent player sure. I've ever seen <laughs> in my mind. And then my other team is the Bucks. I really think that Drew Holiday is a huge loss for them. They need Uh, defense on the perimeter. Um, You have scoring. You have all those things, but you have to have defense. They always end up in these high (laughs) scoring games, and they might lose or they might win. They have a good record, but how is that going to translate later when it comes down to playoff time? But, Jay, uh, which teams do you think needs to make a trade? Really, for me, and this this might be kind of a selfish answer, but I I think Golden State should do something. Um, Steph mm-hmm. is playing great right now, and I, you just don't know how many more years you're going to get great Steph. So if you want <clears throat> want to try to maximize that and squeeze out another championship, I think they got to do something. Like even if it's moving Clay or breaking up that core that that they've won so much with, they're not winning currently constructed. I I think they're 12th Mm -hmm. right now. I think they got a chance to get into the play-in or even maybe get back to an eighth seed if if they start playing better. But I think you got to do something why Steph is still playing great and Mm -hmm. see if maybe you could steal another championship in the next couple of years. So I'd love to see the Warriors make a move. Yeah, Jay, and and you know what, Clay, I'm sorry, Britt, but you know what, Clay as well, I think, 
I think Clay is is trying to keep himself in Golden State because if you hear some of these subtle comments that Clay's been making, like yeah, you know, a guy that used to be a number one is not playing up to you know his potential, that things of that nature. He's trying to, I think he's trying to devalue his, you know, devalue himself, you know, in that trade market so he can stay. He don't want to go. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. You know, yeah. he's happy with. Yeah, he don't want to go anywhere. Nope. Nah, but and rightfully, I get it. But you know, step, you know, I, I get it because if he starts stepping his game up, so I think we're going to see a different. Clay if he's with the, the Golden State Warriors from February 9th on, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> after the trade, Har- trade Harlem Bourne 743 wrote us again, which we thank you. He said the Celtics needs a veteran. Drew, Drew isn't the vet they need. Do you guys agree or disagree with this statement? Anybody can tell me. I, I like Drew. I like Drew from a defensive standpoint. I, I definitely mm-hmm. think he's going to bring bring them some great defense in the playoffs. But I, I do think when you lose Marcus Smart, you lose defense, but you also lose a level of leadership, a level of toughness, right. moxie, like just fire mm-hmm. in the belly that maybe Drew doesn't bring. So, yeah, if they could find a veteran that, that could maybe bring that element to the team, especially in the playoffs when it's going to get chippy and, you know, you're fighting for every point, I, mm-hmm. I certainly think that could help Boston. Okay, well, can you Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that, Jay. With, with Jay, I was going to go there too, is that he's not that Marcus Smart guy that you have in the locker room. And it's mm-hmm. hard to replace a guy like that, you know, just the production right. um, on, on the court, but more, more importantly in the locker room, because he was that guy that brought those guys together, man. And and not saying Drew can't do that, but there's certain levels to leadership. And I, I don't know if Drew can, Drew can bring a different type of leadership and a different type of veteran and a veteran uh, ship, if you will, if that's a word, I, I think I made that up or if not, I'll, I'll <laughs> a veteranship. I'm going to stick with it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but uh, yeah, to, to, to the table. And, and, I, and I think that they are missing Marcus Smart as much as they don't want to admit it, but Drew Holiday is probably as close as they're going to get as far as an mm-hmm. on-court uh, vet with the presence and the defensive mind and the 3D guy that a lot of people look for. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes. They're they're at top of the uh, the the the, um, uh, the Eastern Conference final. I mean the Eastern Conference right now. So we'll see if that gets to the finals. But if they could sneak one more move in there and get a get a guy that that he's respected in the locker room, mm-hmm. then you know just go for it. I mean because sometimes that's what ultimately you need. You may not need a guy that's you know productive on the court, but maybe so much in the locker room, like a UD for for the Miami Heat for so many years. Right. If you could bring a guy like that in the locker room. That can that can just just be his value as points and rebounds and steals and things of nature on on the court. Yeah, one guy actually I'm not willing to give him up that I think would have fit, but he'll hope he will come off the bench. He provides that leadership and that toughness. Patrick Beverly on that perimeter yeah. side. Yeah. The Sixers are not getting rid of you, better not get rid of him. Sixers. He has that Philly type of mindset, but I'm saying that type of guy I think would definitely help the Celtics team because they always get to a certain position. You know, in the playoffs, they could get very far, but then they fall flat. And I think it's because they lack in that leadership and that tough type of mentality. So, but we'll see what happens. All right, guys, we're going to head into break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more NBA. I really want to get a more deep dive into the Bucks, um, And then I want to talk about Bronny a little bit. Yes, LeBron James' son, Bronny. We got to get into it. Um, but again, please subscribe, like, and comment to our YouTube channel at The Sideline Speaks. And as long as we're, if we are live and you comment or ask us a question, again, we will do our best to uh, shout you out. 
read your comment and answer a question. Um, and like like Harlem Born 746 just did to for us today, might change our topics just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so we appreciate we appreciate your comments um, and your support. You guys are watching the sideline speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, prior to the break, I said that we're going to get stay with the NBA talk, and that's what I meant. I want to get into those books. Um, as we all know, they recently hired Doc Rivers right in the middle of the season, which is very shocking after a great start of, I think they were 30 and whatever, how many losses, I can't remember. Um, but I don't know if they won. I think they played, I don't know if they played yesterday or the day before. But the Bucks are at least one and three under Doc Rivers so far. Should we be concerned about the Bucks going into the playoffs? Jay, I'm gonna come to you first on this one. Um, I don't concerned. I don't know. Um, listen, I guess if their goal is to win a championship, then sure, they they should probably be concerned. But I mean, looking at the East, they're third in the East right now, behind Boston and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Look, I think they probably have a really good chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And once you get there, you know, obviously you have a shot to, to get to the NBA Finals. I, I I just I was never really on board with the Doc hiring. So I think Doc's going to have to figure it out. And, and taking over a team in the middle of the season, that's not easy, you know, because he's going to want to implement his own stuff, his own coverages, his mm-hmm. offense, his defense. So I think that's going to be a difficult transition. But at the end of the day, they, they have two elite players in Giannis and Dame. And if Middleton can kind of get back to the Middleton he was before some of the injuries, kind of like how he was playing a couple of years ago, that's a pretty formative uh, big three. So, look, I think they're okay. I think they got a shot. They're going to be one of the last couple of teams standing in the East, and and really that's all you can ask for. So I think they're going to be all right. I'm not sure. No, like I said, regular regular season and playoffs, as we know, are two different games. Um, and maybe they have more of that half-court game um, than in a regular season. But my concern, I'm not going to lie to you guys, Doc Rivers, and I'm not saying this because he was the Sixers coach last year. It's just some of his calls. I don't understand. It was the game, was it last week, I believe? Um, I think they were down one or something like that um, with less than five seconds left to go. It might have been less than four seconds. And you had Damian Lillard inbounding the ball. He's your best shooter. Why? There's, there's other players that inbound the ball. And my, I would actually prefer Giannis inbound the ball to the best shooter. 
um, to the best free throw shooter. So, and because of that, they actually lost because now you don't really have time to get it to your best shooter to put up a shot. Whoever grabs the ball basically has to go at that uh, in that situation. So, the play calls are a little nerve wracking. Um, and again, defense is going to be a major concern. They have no defense on the perimeter. Damian Lillard is not playing defense for you. He'll provide you with all the scoring in the world, but he is not going to give you any sort of defense. So maybe it's just they need a little bit more time to gel. Like, Jay, I agree with you. They're going to make it to the playoffs. I think they're going to get past the first round. But once you get to that second round, it's going to get a lot tougher because I don't think Cleveland is going anywhere. It's funny how they were looking at trading Damian uh, uh, Mitchell. I'm sorry, they was trading Mitchell or Jared Ireland. But them guys are gelling and they are now winning. The Knicks are now rising. I know J Julius Randle is out, but they're now coming up. Now you got to get through Boston. Boston has been dominating everybody so far this season. So the Bucks is a little concerning, um, but we'll see what Doc Rivers is able to do. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he can change some things and not be so stubborn like a Bill Belichick and adapt to the new times. Um but I do have some concerns for when they do get into the playoffs because that first round may not even be as easy as we may think it is. But K-Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, I think when you're talking about these Bucks, man, I just think that you got to look at these guys like they're just spoiled rich kids right now, like as though like they think they can just do whatever they want to do and bring anyone in here that they want to do. <laughs> and then also they're just going to listen to themselves. They really right. are just going to to themselves because of the fact that it matters you can't you can't put that on, on the coach i mean you're, you're first in the league or second in the league at the time you you, you fire um i forget his name already forgot a fire your head coach griffin yeah griffin thank you jay mm -hmm. you, you you fire griffin and you're second in the league are you really um what do you expect to be at, at this point it's all at some point you got to put the onus on you there has to be right. some accountability on yourself Giannis, you know, um, you know, after, you know, before uh, they fired the uh, their, their other coach, I mean, there's three coaches in what, you know, less than a year. And now you get the guy that, you, you know, that you probably wanted, you probably lobbied for because he's there. I'm pretty sure everyone's listening to you because, you again, you're on your third coach in less than a year. So this is about you now. OK, now we got the coach that you want, but now you're under 500 with this coach here. You know, you, you got to ask yourself, man, you know, when are you going guys going to take accountability for yourselves, man? When are you going to start to say, listen, mm -hmm. this is us. Forget who the coach is. You know, Brittany Jones, Jason Collins, or Kevin Walker could coach that, should coach that, be able to coach that team, and you still should be able to win. Now, I don't know how many teams out there that, that um you know, that have um, – I, I don't know the numbers, if it exists, but how many coaches or teams have had a coaching change before the All-Star break or before the midway of the season, midway yeah. of the season? And went out and won a champ, won a championship. I don't know the number. If there's a number out there, please let me know who it is because I don't believe it exists. I, I don't, and and I just don't think you can get you can you can get away with the way they're they're handling it. I'm talking about Giannis, mm -hmm. Dame Dame Little uh, uh, on there as well in there as well because these are the leaders of your team. These are the two the two all stars, right. you know, the max guys there. So you got to ask yourself when are they going to start stepping up and taking responsibility for you know them not winning consistently as they have been. Yeah, you can look at Doc's record and you say you know that's what it is. But then that's the case. You should have looked at that before you hired him. So that's that can't be an excuse at this point. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm still shocked that Giannis fought for Adrian Griffin and then hoped to get him fired. And like, to me, it, it really just makes no sense. So it's now, it's, like you said, it's to me, it's starting to lean on 
our players are going to be accountable for what's going on as well. I don't know why it's starting to be careful. What exactly. Asking. It's kind of remind me of the net situation. It's different in a way, but they still have some similarities. You know, players, they, they didn't want to be accountable. They blamed everybody else. <laughs> I'm like, y'all control what happens on a court. Technically, the coach is there to guide you, is there to help you. But ultimately, you got to play. And similar situation was going on with the Bucks. Now, it's not as much uh, uh, craziness going on in the locker room, of course. Um, but there are slight rumblings that are coming out. You know, Damian Lewis not necessarily happy with his role with this particular team, you know, or the play calls that's going on. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. What's this we, make room for him. we make room for him. No, nah, I can't walk. <laughs> y'all, y'all, how are you getting, Dame? We make room for him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make room for him. Uh, we don't bench. We'll play. We'll, we'll play with. We'll play with ten guys, man. We we'll play with ten guys. You gonna give up Jimmy guys. Butler? Well, nah, I ain't giving up Jimmy Butler. I ain't okay. going. I ain't that. <laughs> I'm talking about whatever it takes. You know, some of the bench guys or whatever. But I know it's too late to get Dave. But you know, does that mean Terry? Is that mean Terry Rozier is out already? Because No, 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 no. Keep those guys. I, you know, keep those guys. Keep keep Yami, man. You keep Hami and you know that rookie there, man. He's outstanding. He's gonna be in the dunk contest. But yeah, keep you know, keep those quality guys. Give them whatever they want outside of the starting five. Outside of the starting five. Give them that, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be a little tough, but I got you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I got right. you. Right. <laughs> Any final thoughts right. on the Bucks situation? <laughs> Nah, just, hope. just hope. Yeah. I think we just hope they don't win. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm with you there. All sure. right, guys. Let's let's move on. I want to talk about this because this actually has come up. Uh, Bronny James, he's currently playing at USC. I know he got a late start because he did have um, a medical condition with his heart um, prior to the season that started. So he did have a late start. <clears throat> but he's, I believe he's in the starting lineup and he's playing pretty well. They lean on him a lot. So this has been a major topic of should Bronny want to play with his dad, LeBron, in the NBA? We know LeBron says he wants to try to play with his son, but should Bronny, it's from Bronny's standpoint, should Bronny want to play with LeBron? Jamma comes to you first. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why why not. I, I mean, I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, look, I know LeBron casts a, a big shadow, right? But I think if they're playing together, th- that'll be all that, that people are talking about. And, you know, I, I don't see how it could hurt Bronny at all to play to play with LeBron. I think maybe a bigger question is, is, is Bronny really, really ready for the NBA? Like, I feel like he's probably going to need at least another year at USC uh, before he's ready to really make an impact in the NBA. I know LeBron said, oh, he could be on a roster right now. I'm not so sure about that. Um, But yeah, Brent, I I think it would be kind of cool to play with your dad, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, and and that's all people would talk Mm -hmm. about. I, 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 you know, it could help Bronny in in a way because, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever LeBron goes that that they might create a a spot for Bronny or, or, or draft Bronny maybe, you know, when they otherwise wouldn't have or something like that. So I don't see how it could be a bad thing. Uh, I don't see how it could hurt Bronny. Cause he, to me, he's a, he's a fringe NBA guy. Like he, right from what I've seen, he doesn't look like a lock to me to be like right. a really good player in the NBA. Right now. I see him as a second round pick um, right now. I, I, I do think he's capable of being a, capable of being a second round pick. Um, he does have to work on some things. 
um, prior to coming to the NBA draft. But you know, LeBron speaks, GMs will listen. <laughs> yeah. Point blank period. You know, they, his voice, he, you hear LeBron's voice, they're going to open up their ears mm-hmm. and they may open up their pockets as well. So, unfortunately. Um, but as for, I do think it's not bad to play with LeBron because of his IQ, uh, because of his knowledge of the game and the success that he's had. But I do think as Bronny's getting older, he's going to always have his dad there to guide him, to advise him. I think he should go on his own path a little bit. I think he needs to go to his own team and find his own way. Of course, with the guidance of your dad, your parents, you know, go phone call away. Um, and I think he can handle it a lot better. I'm not saying from Bronny's standpoint, but some kids, they will feel that pressure. You know, my dad's on my team. He's always in my ear. I, I just need to get away. So, I think for him, so he doesn't feel that pr- pressure. I'm not saying that he will, but it's a possibility. He needs to go his own path, his own direction, his own team, um, and speak to that GM and create a role for himself instead of always <clears throat> hearing your dad. Or you know, sometimes it's good to hear it from a, a different perspective as well, from other experienced vets, from other experienced uh, a GM, the front office. Uh, uh, leaders as well I, I think it's just he got to get away from from the nest you know i, I kind of feel like if you with your dad you're still in the nest you know i mean that that was me for a long time i was in my parents house for a long time <laughs> for a long time and then i finally was able to get away from the nest but i'm able to see things a little bit differently outside of my parents and get away from that comfort zone i feel like that's a comfort zone that he will always have and he could always go back to but for him to really be successful, he's got to go out there on his own and just take that risk. But K-Rock, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I'm kind of mixed on this. I'm on the fence with this one for, for two reasons. One, because I, I think that Bronny may need a guy like LeBron um, mm-hmm. in, in his ear, like you mentioned. But at the same time, he's probably got himself – He's LeBron's probably in his ear all the time or in his ears. Right time so it's probably like you know i don't want to hear this every day in practice i don't want to hear this every day on the bus i don't want this every day when we get home that type deal you know what i mean i want i need a break you mentioned a break and and i I can attest to this me coaching my sons i know i got on his nerves and you talk to (laughs) your coach your sons differently than you coach other players you really do right natural thing so you, he doesn't he doesn't want that. He already has that pressure on him by just be having the name, you know, Bronny James. You know, it's always a pressure on them there. And then when he's adding extra pressure, because you know how competitive LeBron is. Again, I don't know what he's saying in his ear right now. But I mean, uh, for sure. But I, I'm sure that he'll get on him and get a hard one. But he'll, mm-hmm. I don't know if LeBron could be soft on on his side. I know I'm not soft on him. You know, uh, I you know I you expect so much from him uh, that you know you you tend to forget that you know he's still young he's still learning things of that nature yeah. and just because you went there and you know it's not gonna he's not he's not as good as you he's just not good as you obviously because you know you came right out of high school but at the same time you know you you talked about um him being a second round meaning Bronny. i think a lot of people may up that and say listen let's go get Bronny because we may be able to get lebron <laughs> you know Absolutely. we go get <laughs> We can get LeBron. LeBron has a player right. option. So if we if we get him, you know, we, we may be able to land LeBron as well. 
you know, but LeBron has a what a fifty-one point four million dollar player option next year with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to walk away from that. But then again, that, that may be pocket money for LeBron as a being a billionaire. So yeah, I'm on the fence with this one, Britt. But um, I you know I, I hope Ronnie can land in a spot where, you know, that LeBron could could be a part. You know, maybe he can be mm-hmm. the Lakers. I don't know. I, and I I feel I see both sides of the I see both sides uh, of it. Where I say no, let LeBron, let Bronny be Bronny, and let him grow up on his own. Right. And LeBron, I know you want to coach his son. You want to be there. You you probably think you're you know the best GM and the coach out there. So I see both sides of it. So it's hard for me to say should he should LeBron play with his son. So um I see both sides of it to be honest. You know the the only thing I'll say like is that like Bronny he's been LeBron's son his whole life right like his life yeah. has just been so different like he right. doesn't. He can't remember a time when mm-hmm. like right, his right. dad wasn't one of the biggest stars in the yeah, world. Right. So I think in terms of like the attention and just the microscope, like that's just normal life to him. But I think mm-hmm. the thing about it that maybe we're forgetting is like just how cool would it be to play with your dad? Like like right. it, it might be something they look back on 20, 30 years from now and be like, man, we we played together in the NBA. So mm-hmm. look, it's not going to be for a long time. I mean, how long can LeBron play? Right. Like if they play together one or two years and then Bronny goes off to do his own thing, I think they would look back on that time as as being a pretty cool moment that's so, true and that's why i said that, I'm on that's why side. that's yeah. why i'm in favor of it because i think yeah. the memories and the connection and just the camaraderie mm-hmm. of being able to say i play with my dad i think that's pretty cool like because k walk didn't Absolutely. like ken griffey jr play with his ken dad and like yes, you see did. some of those video clips yeah. like that's cool mm-hmm. stuff man so i just yeah. can't imagine how that would actually feel to be able to get to do that with your son so i, I yeah. that's kind of why i'm in favor of it I agree. I, as, I agree. I think as long as they're on a court together, you know, because they're going to play, regardless of what team Bronny is on, they're going to play together. It might not be on the same team, but they're going to play on the floor together. To me, I think it's more cool if I go against them. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I could beat you. I don't know, but if my dad or is guarding me or I'm guarding my, now, Bronny, I think it's a little bit shorter. I think he's like six, yeah. three yeah. or something like that. So, but LeBron may guard him. Or Bronny may just guard his dad. So I think that would be pretty cool as well. I think as long as you're in the court together, as long as you're in the league together, we never had any of that type of nothing in the NBA of that type of uh, situation happen at all. Um, but sometimes, yeah, he's used to his dad being LeBron. He's absolutely used to it. But what I'm saying is he might be on the same team. His dad's trying to tell him something. That's your son. At times, your son is not going to want to listen to you whatsoever. Son, daughter, it doesn't matter. They're not going to want to listen to you. So hearing that same message from a different person may come across differently because it's not your parent. It might sound weird. (laughs) It might sound sound weird as heck, but that's just somehow sometimes how kids kids are. Y'all were kids. I was once a kid. um, And we could hear from our parents. But it's just like their voices is like, ah, la, 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 la. I hope my parents aren't watching. I'm like, oh, really? That's how you feel. <laughs> oh, that's what they know. They already know. But they it's true. But mm-hmm. if I hear the same message from somewhere, somewhere else, and I'm like, you know what? My parents did mm-hmm. say that. It just comes across differently. So it just kind of sounds like you're getting on me versus you providing, you know, some feedback. Although your parents is just there to support you and guide you, and we know that's LeBron's whole goal in helping Bronny. He's going to always be there for his son. 
no matter what. Oh, no question about that. No question about that. All right. So I think either way, it'll just be exciting and fun to see. So, all right, guys, let's move on. Uh, before we head into break, I do want to, <laughs> because yes, we do have the Super Bowl. So I'm not trying to bypass the Super Bowl, although, you know, my team ain't me because so I don't really care. But <laughs> it is the Super Bowl this Sunday, February 11th. I know. Wow. That's also the same day Whitney passed. Rest in heaven, Whitney. And that's Brandy's birthday. Interesting. Um, I don't know if they were 49ers or Chiefs fans, but that is true. Um, we have NFL free agency fast approaching, usually right after the Super Bowl. It's usually a couple weeks or so right after that. I just want to give you a couple position groups, and you tell me who your top free agent or agents oh are. Um, so we're going to start with the main one normally. I'm not doing quarterback. I don't like the quarterback list that's coming out. And usually your franchise quarterbacks are never free agents anyway. We're going to start with wide receiver. Who do, Who is your top wide receiver? Give me one or two. Uh, K-Walk, I'll give you some time. Jay, you go first. Um. I don't know, Britt. I mean, do you who's come who's gonna be a free agent wide receiver? I'm not nah, I'm not really I'm, sure I'm, who um nah, who I'm who looking it the, up now. Uh, T. Higgins. Is there, is there uh, anybody on that list that that so, so what out? I'm you hearing see now I'm about to be the teacher in the classroom and just blast y'all out in front of the whole but I do my homework, but I do my homework. <laughs> I love y'all, but y'all ain't do your homework. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I didn't really <laughs> I didn't really look at it, <laughs> um, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who, who's coming out you, at the wide receiver position. I'm gonna give me, you give me a list. Okay, well, who you got? All right. I in no particular order, Jay. You got Michael Pittman Jr. from from uh, the Colts. Uh, you got T. Higgins from the Bengals, and then you got Mike Evans from the uh, uh, from the Bucks. Those are the top three that I have. Yeah, I mean, honestly, right the only the only one of those guys that really excites me would be Mike Evans. Like T. Higgins, mm -hmm. yeah, he's a nice player, but I guess if I was looking for somebody that could stretch the field, still catch the ball, still <laughs> still run the deep ball for me, I'd probably look at Mike Evans there. Other than right. that, I, none of those other guys really excite me. Okay, well. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit different here. I, I like Michael Pittman Jr., man. I, I think he's mm -hmm. younger um, than Mike Evans. Mm -hmm. Mike Evans, what, in the league 10 years? Um, he's looking up at the upwards of $25 million on the market right now. Yeah. I don't think he's worth that. I don't think he's that guy. Michael Pittman is a, a little younger. T. Higgins, I don't think he's a a, 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 a WR1 um, in this sense. I think he's a great complimentary receiver mm -hmm. to wherever he goes to a number one receiver. But Michael Pittman can be a number one, and I, I think you you get him in that and with uh, or a number a quality number two, depending on you. I like him mm -hmm. if they have the money. Going into going to Chicago, I, I like him teaming up with DJ Moore and Justin Fields. I think that yeah, would be that a would great be nice. uh, collabor that great grab nice. collaboration there. So um, I, I like that there. So I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. He's the number one out of this list um, that I have. These are my top three guys. So, but you guys may have someone else. But these are my top three guys going into the 2024 offseason. <clears throat> yeah, me. I, um, T. Higgins is good. I, I see him as a wide receiver too, as well. Um, but this, hopefully, this might be his opportunity to prove to see to be to see if he can be that wide receiver one that he's been trying to be um, since he was drafted. Unfortunately, it was Jamar Chase there, so you're not going over. <laughs> you're not going to take that position from him. No, I like Calvin, I like Calvin Wrigley. Um, okay. I, I like him. I know that he was just in his last year with the Jaguars. He's a fantastic route runner he's got to stay on track focus and stay on track 
I think he has a lot of good skill set, um, could track the ball well, in my opinion. I think in a good offense, he could potentially be that wide receiver one with a good compliment on the other side. And the other guy, I don't think he'll be a one or two, but maybe a high-end three. I just want to shout him out. He's not my top uh, free agent, uh, wide receiver free agent, but I'm going to go with uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, I Card. think he could be like a, a, a good three, that speedster type guy. I don't think – never seen him as a one. I don't think he was even a one when he was with the Cardinals. Um, maybe a two he could be, but I think he could definitely be a three. And I could be saying that because the Eagles need a three badly. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 but let's move on. Um, we already talked about the running backs a thousand and one times before, so I'm going to skip that position. Um, let's do defensive tackle. Um, if you are aware, I think I feel like we're going to be probably in pretty much an agreement here. So I don't know if I should skip this one as well. But K Walk, I'm gonna come to you first. Oh, thanks. D, um, <laughs> D ends. Um, uh, D tackles, tackles. You said right. Um, no, he's a DN. I was gonna say Chris Jones. Um, and Chris Jones is a D tackle, right? Is he a D tackle? Or is I think he he's a D tackle. Well, if he's a D tackle, we're gonna put him in a D tackle. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Chris Jones from the uh, from the uh, Super Bowl uh, appearance uh, Chiefs here. I think you know, you know, he, he was a free agent at one point, and then he re up with the uh, with the Chiefs. So I'll go with Chris Jones. Uh, I, I think it's all predicated on you know what they do in the playoffs on Sunday. You know, he may you know maybe go retirement if they win it. You know, he may you know, you know go right. retirement. Um, if they lose, he may come back and we'll say, Hey, let's, let's run this back. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. if he's available and he's still willing to play and he has that passion, I'm going to go with Chris Jones, you know, on this list. I think he'll be one of the, uh, the hottest commodities out there as far as the D tackles go, um, for sure. Because, um, anytime you can get a guy like that, who's, who's his talent at one point, we thought he was the best defensive player on, on the, uh, on the right. chiefs, but Spags got that, that secondary playing at a different level. And if that secondary can play the way that they've been playing, and you know, that's just going to just make him even better. So I'm going to say Chris Jones for the chiefs. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. you no, know, it's it seems a buzz. I know he's getting older, but he's still playing at a high level. So I'm gonna keep this short and brief. Chris Jones, all the way. Jay. Yeah, he's the top guy on the list here that I'm looking at. Uh, DJ Reader from Cincinnati. He's also an interesting name. And then Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox in Philly. He's an unrestricted free agent as well. You know, I think he can still be a, a decent run stopper on, on first and second down. So that that's another mm-hmm. name that people will probably be interested in. All right, a couple more, and then we'll head into break, and then Jay will take over. Uh, I'm going to go with cornerback. Go a little backwards here. I'm going to go with cornerback. Who is your top uh, free agent cornerback right now or cornerbacks? Let me give you a couple minutes in case you need to look it up. Brian, sing a little bit. La, 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 la. I'm just no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, K-Walk, <laughs> who's your top CB? Yeah, and this is a guy that I thought that would be would be gone before the, the deadline. That's Jalen Johnson out of uh, you know from Chicago. I, I think you know a lot of people are going to go after uh, after him. Um, hopefully, my my 49ers can go after him um, as well and get someone else opposite um, Javarius Ward over there, aka Mooney. Um, uh, 
so yeah, I think Jalen Johnson there. I thought the 49ers were going to go after him during the uh the, the during the trade deadline before the trade deadline, but they weren't able to pull that trigger for whatever reason. But Jalen Johnson from the Bears, uh, for me, number one. <clears throat> Jay, I'm I'm gonna go Lejarius Sneed from the page um from the Kansas City Chiefs. K Walk has talked about how well that Chiefs secondary is playing, mm-hmm. and, and Sneed is is a big. Uh, especially if he performs big in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with Snead on this one. Yeah, I was torn between those two guys. Um, so I'm going to just say both of them. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to put them, uh, both in the, the same category. Um, Jalen Johnson, I love his game. I love what he did with the Bears. Um, I was actually hoping the Eagles would go get him too because Avante Maddox was out. Um, and he has the ability to play the inside as well, that slide position as well. And Legarius Sneed, he his and his his progress is to me has been incredible. I didn't necessarily I knew he was going to be talented. Come, ta, he was a talented corner coming out of college. I didn't know he was going to get to this level. Um, and I, look, kudos to the to the DC over there, the 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 CB coach over there as well, because man has his production really increased to a high level. So um, he played extremely well against Baltimore extremely well against Baltimore. Let's see what he could do on Sunday. It's going to be interesting. I think, <laughs> I think this, will, this is his moneymaker. To yeah. me, this game will be his moneymaker. If he plays well, he's going to get a big contract. If he doesn't, he'll still get a, a, a significant contract. It just might not be as much. So I think he needs to keep that in mind on Sunday as well. But those are definitely my top two. <clears throat> Last one, we're going with linebackers. Um, now, this might be a touchy situation for me, so maybe this is why I wanted to make it last, because the Eagles linebackers linebackers sucked. Sure. I'm just saying flat out. <laughs> um, you need a linebacker, a quality linebacker. They are important to the defense. They are the quarterback of the defense in my mind. Uh, but I'm going to go back to you. Now, I'm going to go with you, Jay. Who's your top linebacker or linebackers? Um. I'm looking at the list right now, Britt. None of these guys really (laughs) are like, oh, I got, I gotta have them. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Britt. I, man, I'm not. I hate to say Bobby Wagner. I mean, he's he's an old he's an old vet. Like he's number five on this list of, of linebackers, but. I think he could probably still give you some quality minutes. I know he's probably not the best guy in the bunch, but I kind of like going with familiarity there. And I, I know Bobby Wagner. I guess Carlos Dansby could be another guy, but I'm mm-hmm. going to say Bobby Wagner. Britt. May, not to be an every down player, but maybe on a team that is already solid and pretty good. You're just looking for a guy that can, can play some spot play for you that you can trust. Bobby Wagner might fit that role perfectly. Yeah, I've always been a fan of Bobby Wagner. I had a lot of respect for him. Um, I think some. I think most of these linebackers um, are system. They have to be in the right situation, yeah. um, and I think that's what what's making this linebacker free agency a little bit tough. Will this linebacker perform or produce well in my system, my defensive system? Um, the one guy I know, Patrick Queen, has been like yeah. the big <clears throat> linebacker free agent, but again, he had Roquan Smith right next to him so what can he do without him that's a big question mark the one guy i'm going to look at and he kind I, of, I think he's good though right 
I do think he's good. I, I, I really do. Um, but he still got to prove himself because that team did not pick up their fifth year option. So it was something going on there that we don't that we're not sure about. The one guy, I feel like he's a forgotten commodity. He fell off the cliff with his team. But I think if he gets in a new environment with a new system and he's still a young guy, that's Devin White. He has some talent coming out of college. Right. He has some talent coming out. I don't know what situation's going on. I don't know if it was a mindset of I just don't want to play hard. <laughs> it was just like we're not going to deal with this anymore. I think a new environment, a new DC that could really get in this guy's ear to really coach him up. I think he still has some talent there, but again, he has to be in the right system along with the other guys. And then the other one I'm going to go with is Patrick Queen. Just what we said. Um, I, I yeah. But K Walk, your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to go Patrick Queen as well. I mean, when when you look at him, you know, you wonder how good he would have been, or it, would he been on his own without Roquan Smith there? But Roquan Smith, to me, in, in my opinion, I'm not a big fan of Roquan Smith. I know the name is big, but I don't think his game was that big. I I, I thought he was a little slow, um, you know, going from sideline to sideline. Strong guy, don't get me wrong. Strong, powerful guy who can who can stop the run. But when you put him in situations, I mean, Rokon Smith, I, you know, he wasn't that good. But it gave Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen, um, uh, an opportunity to to shine in, and he didn't do that, mm -hmm. especially in that Chiefs game. But you know, it's the best on the list as far as what right. I'm looking at right now. So I'll go Patrick, uh, Patrick Queen. I think he'll stay there. But if someone's looking for a, a linebacker, I don't think you're going to go out there and back the Brinks truck up for this guy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I just think he's, a, he, like you mentioned, uh, Britt, he's a system uh, system linebacker. So I think he'll stay there. But I think he's, you know, one of the best on the market. If you can go out there, put him in the right system, and, and you get him for a reasonable uh, a reasonable amount of money. Right. And I, I think on with the linebacker market this year, I feel like the guys that we're not talking about, I feel like they're going to be the ones that GMs are going to go after the most. You know, yeah. I know it was the guy, I can't remember, Jewel, is it Josie Jewel or something like that? I don't know if he's from Detroit or wherever. I know okay. a lot of people have been talking about him as that second-tier linebacker, and a lot of teams are interested in him, probably even more interested than they are in you know, the Patrick Queens of the world, the Bobby exactly. Wagners, the Frankie Lou, is it Lou Lou, 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 Yeah. So I know he's been a big name as well, but this is what NFL free agency is about. And yes, we will talk more about it, but we got to head into break and get into some Super Bowl talk because yes, it is the Chiefs versus K-Walks 49ers. I know he's super excited slash nervous slash going through a whole bunch of different emotions right now, just as I was last year. And of course, the NFL gives them a field as well where they haven't gives them a field to practice on when they haven't field issues. What is going on with this NFL and this DAC on field stuff? Can we get it fixed so no team has to worry about this? Let's just be even. Why the Chiefs get the nice stuff? Why the Chiefs get the heads up on everything? Come what? on. Let's stop this nonsense. All right, guys, we're going to head into a break. When we come back, Jay will come, uh, will take over so we can talk more sports and have more fun. And maybe we'll get in a little bit of this boring conversation that we keep bringing up. <laughs> well played, well played, well played. <laughs> but you guys are watching the sideline speech with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. 
Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, guys, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany Jones, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins. All right, we got we do have a football game this Sunday, so let, let's get into some of that a little bit. And um, I want to start with Brock Purdy, K-Walk. Uh, obviously, Mahomes has been on this stage before. We know this game is is obviously different than any other game in the year. You, you got the long halftime. Even the pregame warm-up seems like it takes forever, but maybe that's just because they're covering it more. You know, just all kinds of things happening for the Super Bowl. It, it's unlike any normal game. Mahomes has been on the stage. He knows what to expect. He's played in these. He's won these. Do you think the big stage K-Walk is going to get to Brock Purdy? Are there going to be some nerves and maybe some nervous mistakes early in this football game? You know what, Jay? I I, I can see why you posed the question. But, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to speak as a fan. I, I don't think so, Jay, because I think the, the biggest stage for him – was the second half of that uh, of that Lions game? You know, when you looked at you know they were down seventeen coming out of that that the half, and they went down and they only scored three points. And you know, as, as well as he played in that and that that drive leading up to those three points, there were some missed opportunities there. But he got over that, Jay. And you see that that's what he's been doing most of his career. I mean, in most of his career, I mean, it's two years now. But but throughout his career, he's been he's been handling it well, man. And a lot of people are going to say, why would it be a big stage for Brock Purdy? Because he's not the guy that got him there. He's surrounded by so much talent. So you got to look at it from that standpoint. But like Brock saying, listen, these guys aren't saying that I, I got them here. So all I got to do is continue to do what I do is get the ball in my playmaker's hands and uh and and allow them to do what they do because that's how he is man he's just a humble guy and and I don't think it's going to stage is going to get any bigger for him and obviously the game is is named bigger because it's the biggest game in in all of sports arguably um but yeah I don't think it's going to get bigger he knows what it's at stake right now he has two weeks to think about it and I think that second half is going to prepare him for the first half of uh, the second half of the Lions game the NFC championship is going to prepare him for the first half of the uh of, you know of the Chiefs game hopefully <laughs> this is how I'm feeling as a fan um but yeah I think it's just watch the way this guy has handled himself from the from, from when he stepped in again that Miami game last year uh to when he got hurt against the uh the, the Eagles and to where they're at now um I don't think it's going to be too I mean, obviously he's going to be excited every player is going to feel the same way at this point I don't think there's going to be any more pressure on him than it's already been placed on him to be honest with you, even though it is a Super Bowl Britt, what say you? I mean, more eyeballs will be on this game than, than any other game during the year. Uh, obviously, the stakes are huge. To, to be able to come out of it and say that you're a Super Bowl champion, does any of that pressure get to Purdy on Sunday? I, I think he'll be nervous. I think it's normal to be nervous. Um, I think if you're not nervous, then there's a problem. You you're not ready. be nervous. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, every big major stage I've ever been on, whether it's speaking in front of people, doing our show from the very first time we ever did it. I was nervous because you want to do such a great job, but then eventually you settle down. At the end of the day, it goes back to football and he knows how to play football, you know, right? 
Um, he, as long as he stays within himself and what he's been doing all year, all year long, um, staying calm, playing his part as far as the quarterback, playing his role in this offense, I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, on the other side is Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes, he has to think of from this standpoint. He was once that first-time quarterback at the Super Bowl, um, and then he he won it. So I think he'll be fine. I, I think he can handle it. He'll, he'll be fine. This is not the first time he was on a big stage. Oh, this is the biggest stage, but still not the first time he was on a big stage. So I think he can handle it fine. And Jay, before before you get there, I I love the what the, what you used in that term and and that, and that explanation is he plays his role. That's his role. Whether it be a game manager, whether it be a game changer, he plays his role. I love that, Britt. So now I'm going to start using that. I mean, he knows his role, and then he shuts his mouth, and he, 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 he plays his part. That's what I, I love that. I love that, uh, Britt, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great way to describe him. He knows his role, and he plays it very well. Yeah, and ultimately, it, it's, it's going to be – players that decide the game it's not going to be one guy it's not going to be Mahomes or Purdy by themselves right it's going to be the collection of players that decide the game now they Mm -hmm. could be making a critical throw or or something like that but at the end of the day the game never really comes down to one person although sometimes the media likes to paint it that way when I look at this game to me it feels like to me that like the 49ers have a better team just looking at the roster it feels like the 49ers have a better team than me but i want to go through some of the positions and just kind of see what you think and who has the advantage in terms of some of the position groups so let's start on defense with the defensive line like we know san francisco on paper has this fantastic defensive line right i mean bosa obviously he's, he's one of the best in the entire league but kansas city's defense has quietly gotten better and better and better throughout the year, whereas San Fran in the last few weeks, they haven't really been as dominant up front as maybe people would expect them to be. So, K-Walk, as you look at both of these D-lines, if you had to give that green check mark to one of them, which D-line is better or which D-line do you feel more confident in coming into Sunday? Yeah, for everything you mentioned, Jay, I mean, obviously it's like, what have you done for me lately? And you have to look at it that way. And then you mentioned it, you laid it out very perfectly, is that, you know, that that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, defense has got them to this point. 49ers have gotten here despite their, you know, their mm. defensive line. And then, and, and, you know, other than Nick Bosa, you really haven't heard too much, you know, from those other guys, the Armsteads, the uh, the Hargreaves, um, even mm. the, the newly uh, um, added uh, – uh, Chase Young, um, even though Chase Young had a quietly really good game yeah, in, uh, against, the, the, yeah, against the Lions. But um, going into this, and I, and I, I think right now, I think we're going to see a different 49ers team. I think they're they're not going to, to – you're not going to see that 49ers defense that you saw in the Packers game and the Lions game, at least in the first half of those games. I think you're going to right. see the second half of those, of those, those games. And then, of course, adjustments are going to be made throughout the game. So with all that being said, I, I'm gonna take I'm, I'm gonna take the 49ers defense. I just think, you know, from the, the starting four to and the, to the depth that the 49ers have at that position as well, the D line, I, I think you got to give them the check mark there because Chris Jones can only do so much. And and uh, the Chiefs mm-hmm. also lost their second best pass rusher. And uh, I forget his name. I can't pronounce it. No, even though he was a 49er last year, he's out with the ACL injury. So with that being said, I gotta I gotta give the check mark to the 49ers. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Britt, what say you about this? Which D-line do you like better? Uh, I'm back and forth with this one because um, we know the, the how forceful, I should say, 
Nick Bosa can be with Javon Hargrave with uh, is it Eric Armstead? Er Eric Armstead, line? yeah. Er Eric mm -hmm. Armstead, and then they back up. You know, you still got Randy Greg. I know Chase Young is over there as well. I didn't forget yeah, about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, you still got Randy Gregory. Then you had I think Javon Kinlaw is still on there Javon as well, Kinlaw, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so like K Walk said, that death is just woof. But that Chris Jones guy, my goodness, it's just like when he wants to be a force, whenever he wants to, it is hard to stop him. And he creates, he, he, his, his pressure is what helps the other players, which helps the Car Carlottis, Carlottis, however you say his name, which helps the, uh, uh, I think Derek Nandi and, and all those other guys. It's like it's hard to contain him, and that's who I'm, I'm focused on right now is Chris Jones. So I, it ain't by much. You know, I think if Chris Jones wasn't there, I'm going with San Francisco's D-line all, all the way. It's just Chris Jones. He is such a handful to stop, and he creates um, he creates so much for the other defensive linemen that's surrounding mm -hmm. him because I think they're just okay surrounding Chris Jones. But with him on that line – they get their sacks or they get their pressures. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think they have that much depth, so I agree with that. But Chris Jones is just keep pointing in my face like, yeah, go against me if you want to. I did that last year, and look where it got me. So uh, I'm not going to make that mistake. <laughs> do it again, huh? Yeah. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't go against the 49ers groups. But that Chris <laughs> no. Jones one is tough to go against, I swear. <laughs> So who did you take, Britt? You got the Niners? I, I, took, I, I took the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. Okay, you got the Chiefs. Okay. okay. Let me correct that. I took Chris Jones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris Chris Jones is definitely a monster. I, I think I don't know. I feel like San Francisco's D line has to play better. <laughs> like they like you right. can't let Mahomes just sit back there and, and just yeah. have all day to do what he wants. So I think San Francisco's defensive line has to wreck the game and, and kind of wreak havoc on Mahomes. And I think they have the people to do that, even though they haven't necessarily done it as of right. late. I think they have the people that can that can do it. So I'm, I'm gonna if I have to give the green check, I'm gonna give it to San Fran. But I agree, Britt. It's closer than maybe people, just casual observers, might right. think it is because you see all those names on the 49ers. But right. the Chiefs do a, a fantastic job at, at uh, getting pressure as well. But I, I'm gonna go with the Niners on this one. Uh, let's talk about the secondaries, K Walk. Uh, obviously, I know you guys lost one a few weeks back, and now Jair Brown, a rookie is back mm -hmm. there starting at safety Penn state guy. Uh, There's a guy. But, and, and, um, I didn't realize how good their secondary was until just a few weeks yeah. ago. I, it, I think I, whoever was calling the game kept saying how sticky they were. These guys are yeah. sticky, sticky. I mean, they can really cover, uh, but you, you know, that 49er secondary better than I do. So who do you like here? Who do you give the edge to which secondary do you like better? Yeah, you, Jay, you kind of alluded to what, no, you kind of, you alluded to it that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, if he doesn't get the, if he gets that time to sit back there and and, and do what he wants to do, it doesn't matter who the secondary is because they're just yeah. going to find ways to get right. open. But let's just say that the 49ers do get the pass rush that you you you, you expect them to get the, uh, to get on them. Um, you know, I like Moody, uh, Moody Ward there. Uh, he's, he's that guy, um, Mooney Ward, excuse me. And, you know, you got Gip there uh, as well. Jair Brown is going to be nervous. Biggest stage of his career, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other side, you got uh, Lenore and then you got Thomas as well. 
But with all that being said, I like them as a collective group, but um, you know, there's you know, there's so many different ways that 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 Andy Reid and those guys can dial up stuff and, and we could put you into a, a situation where you just no matter how good you are. But I, you know, we mentioned Sneed and we mentioned all those guys and how well they've been playing, meaning on the, the defense on the uh, chief side of the ball. I'm gonna give the nod as far as to, to the Chiefs. I don't think it's really that close. I think the way they've been playing, you have to give them the nod. I'll be a mm-hmm. fool too. I might be crazy, but I ain't dumb. So, um, yeah, I, I think you got to <laughs> get the check mark to the uh, to the Chiefs uh, for sure. The secondary. If I if I said the 49ers, I, I would just be just saying, you listen, we're better. We're the best team in the world. We know we're, you know, no one's better than us. But I'll be a fool too to just say that. So I'm going to get the nod to the. I'm going to get a check mark to the Chiefs for sure. Britt. This is absolutely not like the defensive line where I was just like, I don't know which way to go. And it was yeah, and for the Chiefs, it's just one player yeah. for the Chiefs, yeah. honestly. Um, the 49ers, it was they got a whole bunch of talent. They just got to put it yeah. together. Um, I, I got to go with the Chiefs. I mean, Legereus Sneed, did we not see the play, the plays he was making or two weeks ago now? Um, Trent McDuffie, he's still young, but my goodness, he's he's coming up. Justin Reed, he's always been a talented player. Um I gotta go with the Chiefs, and that DC got these guys playing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. I, I'm going with the Chiefs here as well, and I think it'd be interesting too, K Walk, to see like if Andy Reid tries to dial up anything mm-hmm. to maybe go after Jair Brown just because he's a rookie, just because he's going to be on the big stage. It'll right. be interesting to see if he tries to attack that. Uh, I, I think Jair Brown is a really, really good player. Mm-hmm. The one thing he's rookie not tennis. though is. He's not fleet of foot. Like he is not a, a four four type of guy. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they try to attack him in, in, in any kind of way. But yeah, the yeah. linebackers, I don't know. To me, it feels like it's a no brainer for San Francisco. But I could be wrong. K Walk, what say you about the linebackers? Yeah, I, I don't care who you put these guys up. You could put you could put these two guys <laughs> up against any of the remaining uh, uh, linebackers in the league. I'm taking the 49ers linebackers, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Man, I, I just think that they're, they're the best in the business, man. And I'm not just saying that as a 49er yeah. fan. I mean, you look at them, you guys, you guys watch them. I just think they're collectively the best. Uh, they get down, they fly to the ball missiles man just just go at you they go head they head hunt um all that good stuff and, and not only that they do well not great but they do well in pass coverage as well so i'm taking fred warner and uh and and uh, dre greenlaw uh all day every day and, and hopefully twice on sunday yeah i'm with you there it's a no-brainer for me for the 49ers linebackers brit what say you I mean, man, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. I mean, no, these, guys, these guys are. Heck no, I don't believe that. <laughs> like, I'm not even worried about Drake Greenlaw. Drake Greenlaw is talented himself. It's Fred Warner. I'm just all you got to do is say Fred Warner, and that ends all debate. So this yeah, stands a buzz. I'm going with 49ers all the way, and that's not to knock Drake Greenlaw. Drake Greenlaw is extremely talented in himself, um, himself. But Fred Warner, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and that's why I said like, it feels like 49ers have a better roster just because when you look at some of the individual players, they got a bunch of dudes. So yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. All right, let's go to the offensive side. Britt, I'm going to stay with you here. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about the tight ends because we got two of the best, two of the very best in the game. Travis Kelsey on on the Kansas Mm -hmm. City side. 
and I'm drawing a blank K walk on your George guy. Kittle. Kittle, 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 what? Kittle. What's this disrespect? Thank you. What's this Get a long day. Get a long day. First, we played the Rams in a while. Who do you like, Britt? Kittle or or uh, Kelsey? Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, you know, whew, this was midseason. I probably would have said Kittle, to be honest with you. Um, but Kelsey has been coming on as of late. I think it's just, you know, he understands it's time to win. Um, oh, my goodness. You're talking about one and two, two and one, one and two. Yeah. Which way do you yeah. go? I mean, Kelsey recently said he's right now. He, he, said, he says Kittle, he thinks is the best tight end in the league. It's probably a respect thing. Um uh that's that's what he does he does that a lot by the way <laughs> i think he did that last year with um oh with dallas goddard <laughs> also i'm like huh so look killer to me is a better <laughs> overall tight end he blocks he blocks way better than kelsey does but kelsey is literally a former quarterback as a tight end he understands how to read that defense on the offensive side where to find that open spot and he's always there to bail out Patrick Mahomes. Whenever Patrick Mahomes gets, oh my goodness, gets in trouble, Kelsey is right there to save him every single time. That chemistry is undeniable, and his route running, even at this age, is incredible. I honestly don't know which way to go. I, I don't know which way to go. If you're talking about being able to block, being able to come off, and being able to you know, go down the middle, run some routes, go George Kittle. But if you talk about pure understanding how to read the defense from a former quarterback perspective, now as a tight end, the route running, I don't know. I'm giving him tie on this one. I'm sorry. I can't okay. pick. Okay. I'm not picking. All right. Because this one is too close. Okay, Walk, what say you? Yeah, this is a no-brainer for me. Britt mentioned everything that I was going to mention. And I just think that when you put the, co the total package into the equation, you got to go George Kittle. I mean, he, he blocks. I mean, if you didn't watch the game against the Lions in detail, did you see what he did to Hutchinson? Did you see him pancake Hutchinson? That's I what he does on a on, – yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what he does, man. He prides himself in blocking. And, 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 and Travis Kelsey, you don't hear him talking about – you don't hear us talking mm -hmm. about him blocking. And you hear everything that Britain – you hear everything about him that Britain he mentioned and that's receiver yeah he's a he's probably a maybe a, he's probably a better receiver than kittle but 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 not by much but if you go if you're going to go receiving tight end uh you give this you give the edge to, to travis kelsey if right. you're going to go blocking tight end you give the edge to, to george kittle now if you put all that together who are you giving it who are you giving it to you're going to mm -hmm. give it to george kittle because george kittle prides himself into in, in that and he not only just blocks like you know safeties and corners, he blocks D ends and, and effectively and puts them on their back. So I'm going to go with George Kittle without a doubt. And just the energy that he brings to that that run game is is just second to none. So I'm going to go George Kittle here. Yeah, I I don't I agree with everything you said, K Walk about Kittle. I'm gonna kind of dance around this one a little bit and say like if I look at the game on Sunday, like I I think. I think in order for KC to win, Kelsey's going to have to have a big impact right. in the football game. Like, I don't think they win unless he plays great. Whereas I think San Francisco could get it from other places and still win. So I think because Kelsey's going to have to be great in order for KC to win, I'm going to give 
the slight edge to Kelsey just because he has no choice. He's got to be great on, on Sunday. Okay. So I'm going to give you look at it that way. Well, if you look at Kelsey. it that way, then I'll change my figure. That's the criteria that we're basing it off of. I'll go Kelsey too. I, I changed <laughs> the criteria a little bit <laughs> for that answer. This is why I couldn't choose because if you look at it from the, the last game we watched from the Chiefs and Kelsey, I think, didn't he have three touchdowns? So, he, was like that? he was great. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah, he was like, you can't deny that at all. But then you look at the 49ers and look at what uh, George Kittle did. He was great and what he needed to do to help his team. So yeah. you're talking one and two, either which way you decide to go in the NFL. Yeah. They're both the top two um, tight ends in the NFL. So it, let me ask you this question. If you put Kelsey on, on, on the 49ers and you put Kittle on, on the Chiefs, who would be better? I think. I don't. You need Kelsey to block now. We need Kelsey I think to block Kittle would be better because I right. think Kittle could probably do. Kelsey does have a knack for finding like an open space, but that right, could that's be what I'm saying. that he can that could be like even more. <laughs> but the freedom of, office, of that offense that as well, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I I I do like Kittle when he has the ball in his hands because he tries to score okay, every okay. time he he catches it. So I I, I get your point, K. Walk. I, I do. Okay. <laughs> and Kittle in the Chiefs' offense, I do think would be scary. I do. Um. All right, let's go to the wide receivers. I don't I don't think this one is as close. For me, it's a no-brainer. I'm going 49ers. K-Walk, what say you? I'm going to keep it short. I'm going 49ers, too. Uh, I just think it's a no-brainer as well. Yeah, yeah, no-brainer. Britt, make it unanimous. Oh, man, you're talking about Marquez, Valdez-Scantling. <laughs> you see that it's last ball that. he catch? Yeah, yeah. woo. Yeah, Britt. <laughs> he was catching the balls last week with that speed and Rasheed Rice. And uh, nah, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> um, no. nothing boring that about that. Keep it exciting. <laughs> That's not going to work. I look, it's Debo Samuel. He gets on my nerves mainly in the media, but his talent is undeniable. Brandon Ayuk, um, he he's a talented guy. I, I gotta go with uh, the 49ers. No, it's is a but. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go running backs. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is phenomenal. Casey does it a little differently, but Pacheco runs as hard as anyone. Uh, Edwards Alaire <laughs> can come in and give you a little something. So they they have a little bit more of a one-two punch. But K Walk, who do you like at, at the running back position? Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna go man to man and just look at what they've accomplished throughout the season, I mean, obviously you got to go with uh, the 49ers and McCafferty, what he's done. I, I think Elijah Mitchell is 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 a lot better than he's getting credit for I because agree. he just doesn't yeah. get enough enough carries. And you know, yep. I, and right. you've seen him even though he it was about a two three yard whatever it was last year. I mean, last year, last season. I mean, damn, uh, last uh, uh, last uh, <laughs> game in the NFC Championship game. You know, he was able to you know get put him ahead or put him up to 10 at that point but um yeah i just i think you got to go christian mccaffrey man yeah i think you got to go to 49ers there for this because because he's able to do it in or you know um but you know out of the backfield receiving and just how hard he runs as well nothing to take from pacheco but i just think you know overall the 49ers just have the the, the better uh the better core there <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you, K. Well, I, it's just the versatility of McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, mm -hmm. he can beat you in so many ways the run game, the screen game. He can put him out at wide receiver. He can just do yeah. so many yeah. different things. So, and I, and I think, like, too, if you're, if you're looking at the 
game, Mike, and you were saying, okay, who's going to make a, a big play in this game? Like McCaffrey to me would be over uh, anyone on any of those Chiefs running backs. So I, I like McCaffrey here as well. Britt, what say you? I like Isaiah Pacheco. Man, he looks awkward, and I know he heard it. It really is hard. Running that football, he really runs. So he looks like his foot is about to go through that grass or turf any second. Um, He probably got some dinosaur prints afterwards. (laughs) How hard he runs. (laughs) He's going to examine his footprints in the grass or in the turf. Um, But, I mean, it's hard to go against CMC. Like, Isaiah Pacheco always makes – the critical run at the critical, critical, most critical time. I, I've noticed that with him. When they need to get a first down, he somehow manages to always get that first down. But CMC, his talent is just undeniable. So you got to go with yeah. the Niners. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll tell you though, I, I agree. Like the thing I like about Pacheco is he always falls forward. Like you don't ever see this yes. guy get knocked back. He mm-hmm. always squeezes out that extra yard or two. Uh, uh, so, yeah, you definitely got to tip your hat to Pacheco, but McCaffrey's just on a different level. All right, quarterbacks, two two completely different guys. You know, Mahomes is Mr. Do-Everything-for-his-team, mm-hmm. whereas you guys said earlier, um, Purdy plays his role. He plays his role. Okay, Walk, who do you like in the quarterback battle? I mean, if, you, if you're just going to go, you know, individual by individual and what they've accomplished and what they're – Hold on, uh, you know, just, Go ahead. Hold on, Jay. You kind of made that sound like I was knocking Purdy. That's not what I was saying. No, no, he plays his role. I I, I was like, wait a minute. I agree with you. I agree with you, bro. I like it. I like it. I was like, I like Purdy. I was like, wait a minute. That that when it came across that way, I was like, hold on. Purdy got talent there. Not going to knock that. No, no question. He's talented. I just think you know, like I said, Mahomes has to do everything for the Chiefs' offense. Purdy doesn't have to carry that burden uh but right. k walk go ahead what, what say you sorry yeah no 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 you're good Brit. um no I, I agree with that uh uh jay and, and I, I think that you you put you look at Mahomes and, and and everything that he's accomplished up until this point and and brock purdy's trying to get to that you know you know we we know that brock purdy can put up the numbers we we've seen it this year and um you know and we see what Mahomes was able to do. And Mahomes didn't have the numbers, but look where he's at. He's 60 minutes away from winning another Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, when you, you want to be that guy and, and you you look at this and, and you break it down and you check these boxes and a lot of people can debate it either way, who's the better position, who has a better position. But at this position, I think you've got to give it to Mahomes. I mean, because of the fact of the matter, he's been there. He understands what it takes. He has he has Kelsey. Um, you know, he has Andy Reid. You know, Brock Purdy, um, you know, he's here for the first time. We talked about is the pressure going to be too big for him? We don't know. But you, if you're a betting man, you would think that it would be because he's right here. He's 60 minutes away, just like uh, Patrick Holmes, away from winning a championship. But with all that being said, you got to put your money on Patrick Mahomes because, again, experience is experience, and you're always going to take that over uh, anything else. So, yeah, you got you got to check the box with with the uh, as far as uh, Patrick Mahomes when it comes to the quarterbacks uh, comparison uh, between these two teams at this point. Yeah, I agree with you, K. Walk. I, I with Mahomes, you just never feel like you're out of. It. Like you nope. always feel like this guy can do something, pull a rabbit out right. of his hat, whatever he yeah. has to do to make a play. I'll be down so 17. Go, Can't be down 17 to this guy. Yeah, Can't be down 17 to these guys. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I'm, I'm gonna make it brief and short. Rock Purdy is a is a young, talented quarterback. 
Um, he does great for the San Francisco 49ers offense and what they ask him to do. He makes the, the correct reads and the correct throws, which is important. That's how they got this far. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you could have a middle schooler coming off the bench, never even played it down to football, and somehow Patrick Mahomes will get it into this guy's hands. And as long as he catches on, Patrick Mahomes is going to get it to you regardless of what amount of pressure he is under. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, and I don't see anybody better in the near future. C.J. Stroud's getting there, though. C.J. Stroud's coming up. But for him to do what Patrick Mahone does and the plays that he creates with his legs or in his pocket, it's Patrick Mahone's all the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there, British. I would well. say that against any quarterback. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, and, and speaking of Mahomes, I mean, what is this? Maybe this I should is, argue this... with that, Britt. Bring some excitement to it. Maybe I should argue. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, let it go. Let spe- it go speaking go. of Mahomes, guys, right? This is his what fourth appearance in five years? I think. I think I got that right. His fourth Super yes, Bowl in five years. Yeah. Exactly. Um, fourth and five. So. Okay, well, do you consider the Chiefs a dynasty already, or do do you think they, if they win it, they will be a dynasty? How do you see that whole dynasty conversation? Yeah, Jay, I think they're already considered a dynasty to get here in in, in the fashion that they did. You know, um, you know, winning two games on the road, um, having a season that the regular season that they had, and then going to Baltimore and beat Baltimore the way that they beat. I'm not saying they blew them out or anything like that, but to hold them to what ten points, I think it was 17, 10, 10 points, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, in their place, I think you got to say they're a dynasty, meaning that they find a way to win, um, no matter what. Hopefully, that stops or ends on Sunday, yeah. but. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and uh, and Travis uh, Travis Kelsey uh, for sure. That you know they're they're like you know right now MJ Pip and 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 uh, and, uh, and Bill Jackson right now. So hopefully um, hopefully those, those guys can uh, someone can stop them or, or especially on Sunday but for sure. Britt, four and five not years yet. does that make yeah, up a yeah. dynasty? Uh, okay, well I'm not gonna give them that. They was undefeated. <laughs> but he don't get that. I give him the Warriors. They get the Warriors. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to give him the dynasty just yet. I they gotta win. Um, if they win this one, then yeah, I could give him the dynasty dynasty dynasty. Um, I'm not just gonna throw it out there. Four or five years absolutely is very impressive. Um, but I I'm I'm gonna play hardball a little bit. I'm not gonna give it to them just yet. And they could very much get stopped by the 49ers if the 49ers is on their A game. This is going to be a tough game for for the Chiefs too. I know a lot of teams are saying, "Oh, they're going against uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes," but this is a tough game for the Chiefs as well. So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to give them yet, but I am going to say, Eric Bieniemy did not get hired. I think he got let go. I believe. Mm-hmm. Will Andy Reid reach out to Eric Bieniemy to be some sort of consultant or something like that to help him out? That's going to be interesting. He's yeah. the one that helped me last year. Yeah, that, that is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, I know it's a little bit off the top of the head, but have we had, like, on the dynasty, con- like, have we had many dynasties? Like, I don't know, like, since the 90s, K-Walk, like, what would you consider, Britt? Like, is I guess you, you got to give the Cowboys of the 90s, right? You would call that a dynasty? Yeah, 49ers. What else? Of the 49ers 80s. of the 80s. Well, you got Patriots, obviously. The Patriots, Patriots, the Patriots, Patriots yeah. obviously. 
anyone um, else would we throw in that? No. The Bills came close, but they couldn't win. The Bills get <laughs> yeah. there four mm-hmm. times. Does that make you so a dynasty, could, or do you got to win they, it they, to be a dynasty? I said they came close, but they didn't win, so that yeah. they're not a dynasty because so, of you. Um, getting, getting there four times is impressive, but I agree. I wouldn't call the Bills a dynasty. No. So it's really um, maybe just three teams. Are we forgetting anybody? Well, the Steelers are the seventies. If you want to go through the history, yeah, yeah, you can start going back to the seventies with with your Steelers, obviously for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah. There's not many teams that I think we would even put in the dynasty category. Yeah, I, I think Hard right now you're talking about the yeah seventies were the Steelers, eighties were the ninety uh, Niners, forty uh, the the nineties were the the Cowboys. Yep. I guess the two thousands. Was the Patriots and maybe the Chiefs are trying to yeah. take over the 2020s? I don't, maybe the I, I don't know, 2010s, to, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. But no, no more than that, though. I can't. Yeah, I can't think of. Anything. I'm going yeah, with the Eagles and the Ford in the in the 1940s. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pre pre Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, sorry, I'm just that's kidding. gonna count. <laughs> <laughs> Who said it don't count? Who's in the cell back? I know, right. <laughs> You in the NFL, you won whatever they had was the top trophy back then. They got it back then. Whatever it was, right? Participation yeah, award. All right, let's do a quick do version do of. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do a quick version of take your pick Super Bowl Super Bowl style. K Walk, mm-hmm. take your pick. Andy Reid or Shanahan? Ah, uh, I'm uh, man, I. I, I gotta go with Shanahan, and then yeah, I'm going to sound biased, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> say what you got. I'm not, but I'm here. My defense, though, because of the fact that it matters. I think what Shanahan has done, uh, Reed has done it with one quarterback. I guess you can go if you go back to the Eagles. I think he did it with um, with uh, what's his name, McNabb. Foles, Nick Foles. Was did he win one with who? Who was the quarterback? Who was the quarterback? Yeah. Well, it was it was with the other guy that got hurt, and then Foles didn't Foles. No, no, it was Carson Wentz. But who was the yeah, coach? Yeah, yeah. Was that that was Andy? No, Reed, that was uh, Doug, Doug, Peterson. Okay. Uh, Doug Peterson. He didn't yeah. win. One okay. With okay. Oh, that's he right. Okay. All right. So it yeah. makes my it makes me feel even better with my uh, my pick here. <laughs> so I'm going Kyle Shanahan because I just think that Kyle Shanahan. Um, has gotten to you know so many different you know he's gotten to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo he's gotten to multiple in, uh, NFC championships with Jimmy Garoppolo with a rookie quarterback last year and and now got a second year guy in the, in in the Super Bowl now we we are we all agreed that Patrick Mahomes is arguably the you know one of the greatest if not the greatest way well, at least the greatest quarterback today mm-hmm. and Andy Reid has gotten to multiple Super Bowls with this guy so I think that you know. It's easy for Andy Reid to get to where he's at because of that guy, but it's hard for Kyle Shanahan to get where he's at with multiple guys, and and, and especially you know what with, with a, a Jimmy Garoppolo and, and and things of that nature, and um you know one throw away, you know seven minutes and thirty four seconds away from winning the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, it's embedded in my head. I'll never forget it. Um, hopefully that changes this Sunday, and I don't know, I, I could forget it, but not, nonetheless, um. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, I got to go Kyle Shanahan. I just think he does more with less at the quarterback position. And I think we are all are going to agree that that's the most important position, um, you know, arguably in all of sports and in, in, in all of sports. So not just football. So I'm going to go Kyle Shanahan. <clears throat> all right. So, Britt, wh- where, where are you going on this? 
I like I like what K Walk said. I don't know. I think I might go with Andy Reid, but I might go from the skill position point of perspective of it. You know, Andy Reid has done more with less from the wide receiver wide receiver position, or not necessarily the tight end because he does have Travis Kelsey right now, or from the running back position. Um, I mean, he's gotten there with the Eagles once. We got there once, he got close with I think four other times or something like that. That fifth year he finally got to the Super Bowl, although they lost. Um, to cheat in Patriots. I said it. Yeah, I said it. That's why probably another reason why Bill Belichick doesn't get hired. They, they know he cheats. That man cheats. Um, and they don't want that PR issue. Um, but, you know, yes, he has Patrick Mahomes. He has Travis Kelsey. But look who else he has on that team that he's gotten back with on both sides of the football. Like, Jay alluded to earlier, these are not these big time name guys like Cape, like uh, 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 like the 49ers. We know their name from front to back, from top to end on both sides of the football, how talented they are. The Chiefs don't necessarily have that outside of the quarterback and the um and and the tight end position. Oh, Chris Jones, of course, if you want to throw that in there. So I agree with K-Walk, but I agree for the same reasons. With Andy Reid. So I don't know. I guess we're kind of even. And Andy Reid's never was a part of that Falcons, although that's old. He wasn't a head coach back then. But hey, that fact Falcons loss is huge. That that goes as a as a demerit <laughs> against yeah. Kyle Shanahan. He was and always a coordinator back then, but he he is different. So I have to give him that. And not only that, man, I, I just think that when you look at it in cold weather games, who would you rather see on the sideline in cold weather games, you know, especially when it's freezing? And, you know, who would you rather see on the sideline? Andy Reid or, <laughs> or that was gross. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that mustache was disgusting. Man. I'm just glad they played in Vegas. I'm glad they played in Vegas, guys. I'm, I'm glad they played in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, me too. Me, look, me too. I'll say this. If I ever see Andy Reid trying to jump and <laughs> chest bump a player my time, like, I will take that. What? I remember he did that with Deshaun Jackson, and he literally – Or he did lean back. Yeah, he leaned back. That's all he did. He went up on his toes, and he gave so much effort. That was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> so... his, his mustache and his icicles was, was weighing him down. But I, I think I'll be honest with you guys. I think this is this is tough. You know, both head coaches are fantastic. Andy Reid does have the two Super Bowls now. He's trying to get to his third. Um, and just Kyle Shanahan is great at getting his skill skill position players wide the heck open and give them all this space to roam and roam. So it's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, Britt, I think you just you just helped me make my decision because they're obviously they're both great. Um, but sometimes I feel like Mahomes, Mahomes greatness may overshadow like some of the play calling that doesn't work mm -hmm. or plays that break down. And then Mahomes just does something great and kind of bails mm -hmm. them out of that play. But if I'm thinking like, I need a play drawn up, who do I want to draw it up? For me, I think I go Shanahan because I just like you said, he's just got a knack for scheming guys open. So right. for me, that's where I'm gonna give the slight edge to Shanahan. Although I think they're both great, and Andy Reid has certainly done a great job drawing up plays and, and calling plays and scheming stuff up as well. But I just think Shanahan might be slightly better in that area. So I'm gonna go Shanahan on, on that one. Um this one's tough because these two things kind of go hand in hand, but 
if you're a fan of a team, K-Walk, would you rather have a great pass rush or a lockdown secondary? If you could only choose one. You want a great pass rush or a lockdown secondary? I, I want that pass rush, Jay. That's, that's a no-brainer for me. I say it all the time. If you can't put if you can't put pressure on that quarterback, it's gonna no matter how great the secondary is behind you, it makes them it makes it so much harder for them to to cover after a certain time because a lot of these. <clears throat> A lot of these uh, secondaries are no matter what defense and they're expecting the ball to come out, you know, one, two, three or, you know, things of that nature. But if, if it's an extended play, it's hard for these guys. You can, especially if you lose focus on these guys, they run around for, for a long period of time with a great pass rush that eliminates that. And it allows the secondary to, to, to be in great positions. They can squat, they can jump certain uh, routes, things of that nature. Um, and it, and then the set the second, the, the, the safeties behind them don't have to worry about anything going Going over their head, so I'm going to take a pass rush, uh, a great pass rush over a great defense any day. Yep, I'm with you, K. Walk. I'm still, I still believe that if you can get after the quarterback, yeah. that that can change the game. And if you've got a great pass rush, that's going to make <clears throat> your secondary look a lot better anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, facts. I'm going to go with the great pass rush. Britt, what say you? <clears throat> Do I have to respond to this? <laughs> um, yes. Did you not see last year what the Eagles were able to do? Uh, uh, with the okay, to me, a okay secondary. Because I said even last year when we were in the Super Bowl at this time, yeah. I thought the middle of the field was just not great. But because that pass rush was so great, it <clears> helped <throat> that secondary. So um, I'm, I'm going with a great pass rush as yeah. well. Yeah. All right. We're all in <laughs> agreement there. All right, guys, we're getting close to the end. The one thing we haven't done is pick this game. So we, we need to do that. Who's going to win it? What's the score going to be, Britt? I'm going to save K-Walk for last since this is his squad. So, you, so you're so you up to bat first here. Who wins the game, Britt, and give everybody a score prediction? Can I say I don't care? No, I'm just kidding. You can't yeah, say you can. don't care. I'm just going to have to pick it. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I should learn my lesson in this situation. I feel like I have gone against Patrick Mahomes <laughs> for the longest time because I'm looking at the team as – in its entirety, and we keep saying it, the receivers don't always hold on to the ball, but they sure enough been holding on to the ball all of a sudden. They've really been stepping up. Um, I don't know. It's like when you look at the 49ers, the, the talent that they have from top to bottom, you would think they will be the ones to win this. I just I honestly don't know which way to go, um, and it might change over the course of the week. Um, and I sh- again, I should learn about going against Patrick Mahomes, but I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say that Kyle Shanahan redeems himself here um, twice over. <laughs> uh, I think this would be the second time they they going against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, right? I think they lost the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah 2019, so um, 54, 7 right. minutes and 34 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kyle Shanahan, he wasn't the head coach at the time, but Atlanta That's Falcons. Right. That was a oh Falcons, big, oh, the Falcons. That was a big flop. So I know he wants to make up for both those games. Um, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to go with the 49ers, but I think it's going to be close. I don't know if this is going to be a high-scoring game because I'm just not sure if the Chiefs are going to be able to pick up a lot of points as well, but they have a great defense, a more better defense than I thought. And, Jay, I text – remember I put that in a text. Um, So I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to say 24-21. 
Okay. So you got a close one, 24-21. Look, I, I, I'm the same, Britt. I've changed my mind about this pick over and over. My my students at school been asking me, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm like, I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> Ask me next week. Like I, I just haven't really been able to figure it out. The hard thing for me is I think the 49ers are a better team. I, I really do. Right. The only thing that makes me worry is that guy number 15 because you just – you just don't know what he's going to do. And he's, right. he is a flat out winner. So if he has a chance to do something to win the game, I feel like he's going to do it. But with, with all that being said, I don't want to go against like my, my common sense football. So I'm going to take San Francisco because I think they have a better collection of talent than the Kansas city chiefs. And I don't know if it's going to be that close. I got San Francisco 38, Kansas City 24. So I got I got San Fran winning I, comfortably. I hope Patrick Mahomes didn't hear that. Wow. I got them winning comfortably. I just think they're better. I think they're better. But K-Walk, the floor is yours. This is your team. You get the final say on this thing. Who wins and give us a score? Wow, Jay, from your ears to the football guy, I'm from your mouth to the football guy's ears. Good crazy. Sorry, guys, I'm a little distracted. My my, my uh, Tar Heels are in a dog fight right now at home against Clemson. So that's why I keep looking over here. They went against there. Duke the other day, though. I watched yeah. that game. They look good. All right, it's not, it's not going to be the same outcome here. But uh, nonetheless, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to. Ladies and gentlemen, I just have to tell you, listen, you know, after after the last game, well, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I just have to tell you why I'm going to go with them. I I just think because Britt kind of stole my uh, thunder a little bit. I think it's a redemption year for the 49ers. I think that, you know, they know not they can't start um, slow, um, you know, against Mahomes um, like they did against uh, uh, Jordan Love and like they did against Jared Goff and those guys, um, because getting down early against those guys, it's going to be very hard to come back from uh you know from that uh i think i i like this team Jay. i like the 49ers man i it's hard i'm scared as heck but i think <laughs> i i think it's going to be a nervous game for both teams um i like britney score uh i think she said what 20 24 21 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, i was going to go yeah i was going to go 21 17 and, and this at 49ers i think it's going to be a defensive battle here i think Guys are going to play not to lose. They don't want to make mistakes. So I think you're going to see a, a lot more defensive plays. But I, I do like this 49er team. And you look at these teams, man, when they when they were matched up in 2019, and you know nine guys are remaining from the 49ers team that played in that game, and 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 eight guys remaining from the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So when you look at it, you, and I look at these teams matched up, then. 49ers are better at quarterback, better at receiver, better at running back, all the guys that we mentioned. So, um, you know, based off of that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers and I just think it's a redemption year for them. Um, good gracious. Bang, bang, nine, the gang. I'm going to the 49ers, uh, 21, 17, All right. Nice. That I, look, I think that's the perfect spot to end on right there just do not allow Mahomes to get the ball at we the know end. what we have we know what we have to do we know yeah. what we, do, we should not do if he gets the yeah. ball at the end and that's why I don't think it's going to be that close because I, when I think back to that 2019 game the 49ers felt like the better team that day like they they should have got out of there 15. with the win I know that was years third ago and but... third and 15 seven minutes and 34 seconds Jack. yep 
Yeah. 30-15. Just so, you know, if you guys want to go back, nothing again. You all watch right, that play, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> there you have it. We all pick San Francisco. We'll either be all right or all wrong come next Tuesday. Um, but good stuff, guys. Okay, Walk, before we get out of here, let the people know where to find you, what you're looking forward to, all the good stuff you got going on. Yeah, guys, you can find me on uh, Kevin.Walker142 on uh, Instagram, uh, at KevinWalker142 on X, uh, Kevin Walker on uh, Facebook uh, as well. Tomorrow night on uh, Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, myself, K Walk, and uh, E Scott. Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, 7 to 9. You can catch us on wherever you get your uh, your, your podcast, Google, Spotify, Apple. Uh, the numbers are going up, guys. So um, continue to, to support us if you're out there watching. Um, and Britt and, and Jay, you're, you're welcome to join us this week. Um, I got a little bit of redemption last week, Jay, so I'm still putting up to 25 uh, for tomorrow <laughs> night, man. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know the topics, regardless of what Brittany Jones says. I don't know the topics going there. I'm just the only thing I know going forward is how many questions there are going to be that's all i know so i'm, I'm in the dark with this you guys but check us out and i'm looking forward to hopefully my uh tar heels can pull us out doesn't look good but nonetheless i'm looking forward to the super bowl and uh, hopefully my 49ers can pull us out for number six go niners bang bang not again <clears throat> all right good stuff k walk you guys can find me at jason talk sports on tiktok instagram x all the different social media platforms uh, yeah, okay, well, obviously looking forward to the Super Bowl. Also, so guys, um, Sunday afternoon, like if you're just trying to do something before the game kicks off, women's basketball, South Carolina versus UConn. I think it tips at like 2 o'clock, so that could be a nice little game watch before it's time for the big game. So I'm kind of looking forward to that one too. Britt, what say you? Um, Before I get into that, I just want to say this. I would like to challenge any random person watching this show to come on and to to debate us um, on this show. Whatever topic you want to talk about, how about that? This is a challenge. I'm putting it out there right now. Send me a DM. I have IG, Twitter. Don't send it to my TikTok, please. I don't use it. So (laughs) IG, Instagram, and Twitter, (laughs) at Brittany Monique. Send it to us. yeah, we got some comments. You know, we was told that we were boring and all that other <laughs> stuff. And we appreciate Challenge. it. You know, we, we need that. So in that Challenge. situation, I want to challenge you to come on. Whoever thinks that, even if you don't take, think it, you just want to come on and you want to talk sports and you want to challenge us and you want to debate us, let's see what you got. Let's see if them nerves yeah. tap in. Like yeah. people think Brock Purdy is going to go through on Sunday. He's going to be nervous. Come yeah. on. Yeah, whatever. Let's, whatever. Let's, let's go for it. So Bring it. I'm Challenge. putting it out there right here, right now. I will send you uh, uh, the link to join our, our live right here, right now. Um, so let's, let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Anybody watching, I don't care who you are, anybody, at least be like, 18 and older. If you're a little younger, I need yeah. your parents to be on with us. Don't be on here by yourself. But at least right. be 18 or older. So, all right. So that I put it out there. That don't punk up now. I'm, I said it right here, right? Now. Don't punk up because you got three competitive people what? on this show, and I can tell you now, you we ain't gonna lose. Right. I, I said it. Uh, but don't anyway. sing it. Yeah, tell them. Don't <laughs> sing it. Bring it. 
Don't sing right. it. Bring it. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, anyway, you can find me at Brittany Monique. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brittany Monique. Again, DM me if you want to um if you want to join our show. And I'm looking forward to uh I guess the Super Bowl. My team's not a part of it. So I am looking forward to the Usher thing though. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. I'm looking forward to the Usher halftime show. Unless the 49ers are down at halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of If the 49ers are down at halftime, Usher, just do your interludes and get up out of there. We got to go back to the game. But I'm looking forward to that. NBA free agency is in a couple of days. I want to see if there's going to be any final trade deadlines. Women's basketball, college basketball, men's college basketball, March Madness is coming up. And NFL free agency is soon coming. So those are things I'm looking forward to. Stuff right, all right, good stuff, y'all. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next Tuesday live at 7 p.m. to talk about the Super Bowl, talk about break that entire game down. Should be a lot of fun, so please join us. Uh, for Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins. We'll see you guys next week. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee. Eric Scott and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.